Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. I'm going to remember how to use all these buttons over here and figure it out. Well, your idea. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, you can use all these buttons anyway. Yeah. Let's bring the trainee in to retrain you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Good to see you guys. No JP tonight. It's his birthday. Yeah. Oh. He's out. You get uh, your birthday off, huh? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Take your birthdays off. I didn't get that employee man. <laughs> well, well, it's an unpaid holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. yeah like Aren't most. All? <laughs> just like the, the just non-holiday like days. It's kind of like yeah. the regular days. <laughs> yeah. So I'm back at the helm today. Uh, excited to be here. We're in glad the, you're here, uh, by the way. Thank yeah, you. I can tell. Excited to be back in the Brewing Network studios here in Concord, California at the Hop Grenade. And we got a good show planned for you today. Our old friend Dave Padden from Akasha Brewing Company out of Australia is on the program tonight. Yeah, I thought those guys out there were talking funny. Yeah, they sound funny. <laughs> and uh, They came all the way up here just for us? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, no. well, we sent the jet, so oh, yeah, we wouldn't. Pick okay, you can't say nice. no to the jet. No. no, you send the jet. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make it happen. I think they're fresh off a four day bender in, in Las Vegas, yeah. though. So oh. we'll see what kind of shape they're in. Um, so we're going to be talking to Akasha Brewing Company today and uh, learning about the Australian beer scene. Tasty and I met those guys out yeah. uh, when we went to the Australian National Homebrewers Conference a couple years ago. Two years oh, ago. Nice. Yeah. God, it's been that long now, hasn't it? Yeah, they had the thing Two every years. other year, and it's about this time. So, yeah, they just had their uh, the, uh, 
Wouldn't that be one year ago? Two years ago. Oh. Well, we went. We went two, two years ago years. today. Yeah, I guess that is oh. a little over a year. You're right. Beardy. <laughs> if it was last year. <laughs> it was the year before last year. This yeah, year. It was, it, yeah, it's been 24 months. <laughs> what? There we go. Okay. <laughs> Something. It's been 24. All right. All right. So we're going to be talking to them. They brought us some beer. We're going to get to try that out. And uh, we've got some other things to do today, too. Uh, we're going to be talking to the homebrew chef, Sean Paxton. Awesome. Wow. He's going to be on the program. We're nice. going to do a segment with him uh, coming up in just about 20 minutes. Uh, he's got a whole new uh, website experience for you. And I say it that way. It really is a whole new thing. It's not just a website anymore. So he's not bringing dinner? No. Oh. No. Damn you. Well, they're going to have to wear condoms. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, getting, my, getting yeah. things mixed up. Here. You're getting it mixed up. That's not that kind of website. <laughs> yeah, different website. We're going to learn all about it, but uh, it's pretty cool. I was checking it out before the show, and it's just a new way to look for recipes, print shopping lists, pair beer. I mean, it's so interactive. I've never really seen anything like it. It's pretty cool. Sweet. So we'll be talking to Paxton, and if my luck gets a little better, I was hoping we were going to talk to our friend James. Uh, uh, because Tasty and I just went to the What's Brewing Festival in Norway, yeah. and James is one of the organizers of that, and we yeah. wanted to get him on the program to do a little recap with us. He's a great organizer. That was a well-put-on event. Yeah. I, yeah. I took notes on, yeah. on how well they did that thing. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the coolest events. So I won't talk about it right now. We'll see if he catches up with me. It's the middle of the night where he – I think he's in Sweden, actually. He's not even in Norway he's right in now. Stock, yeah, um, so with the time difference, he could have passed out, or he'll be here in a couple minutes. We'll see what happens. Uh, but we got some other stuff to do in the meantime anyway. A uh, couple ways to support the Brewing Network I need to let you know about. Of course, our, our buddy Moscow has his Hop Life gear. You can go to hoplifestore.com and check it out. Um, it's his, his um, original artworks. You can get them on in prints and on t-shirts and it's cool stuff. Go to hoplifestore.com. You can do your shopping on Amazon by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage and save it as your favorite and then it works every time. You can do that both in the U.S and the UK, and then you do all your Amazon shopping as normal, and we get a little piece of the action. A lot of you do that, and we appreciate it. It's just a great way to keep us going around here. Um, you can also subscribe and join the BN Army, our excellent friends, our favorite sponsor in the world, because we probably wouldn't be here without them. Our good friends over at More Beer bring you this session and every session that we do. And they also support the BN Army monthly donation giveaway, where you uh, they give away 100 bucks every month to one lucky donor. Cool. The more you donate, the more chances to win. And uh, we draw a name every month and send you an email with your with your 100 bucks to spend over at morebeer.com. Um, the last large independently owned homebrew shop? Is that their, is that their new slogan? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They're the biggest independent now. The biggest independently owned homebrew shop, yeah. Uh, go check them out at morebeer.com. They're, they're good people. Um, all right, you can get updates and uh, fun things and watch our shenanigans over on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram, which I've... Which has been going on for a long time. I just never mentioned it. <laughs> did did Shimki just put that on her successful <laughs> checklist? Yeah. So that way you're just seeing it now? Shimki's doing great on our Instagram. She, we have like more followers now than I ever imagined on there. And that's, magic. Uh, yeah, she does good yeah. stuff for us. So, uh, yeah, just search Brewing Network on all your favorite social media things, and you'll probably find us over there. Uh, you can send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, we might just read it on the air if you do that. And you can send your show ideas over to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com or feedback or whatever. We'll, we'll make it happen. We'll get it to the right place. Uh, all right. 
I'll let you guys know about White Labs. What's going on in White Lab? Always something good. Um, but right now, homebrewers are in for a special treat. White Labs has been collecting yeast strains from all around the world for more than 20 years and kept them locked away until now. And now they have launched the Vault Program, where you have an opportunity to order new, creative, and unique strains from White Labs that have rarely or maybe never been available on a commercial scale. You can see the full lineup of strains available by visiting whitelabs.com forward slash the vault and put your, pre, uh, your pre-order in uh, today. So so don't wait. You could push the next strain into production. And the way it works, you go and you look at all the strains. And then once they get a certain amount of orders for a particular strain, they put it into production. And it's something that uh, we've never been able to use before. Yep. And so go nice. check it out. It's pretty cool. There's a, there's a really big list of, of uh, yeast strains there. So you should go have a look and support our friends at White Labs. Um, all right. Should we do some feedback? What do you think? Yeah. All right. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com and check it out. John does a good job of protecting our trademark, and he can do the same for you. Uh, he also does uh, brewery paperwork, filing, uh, and all sorts of legal, legally stuff. He's a legally stuff guy. Go to beerlawcenter.com. Check it out. Uh, first one is about the Pahola episode. I never know how to pronounce that. Oh, it's, uh, JP's name. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something like that. We Hold had on. their beer at the Norway Festival, Tasty. Yes, yeah. So, oh, yeah? Uh, Peter there was uh, was there. Peter Geek. Geek. Yeah. Did yeah, you have some Keek. Baltic Porter over there? He uh, may have, actually. I don't remember what I had from them. But I remember drinking beer with him and other... Uh Something. Well, I wasn't here for that show, but um, Spencer writes in. (laughs) Uh, Spencer writes in. uh, First off, let me say that, JP, you're doing a fantastic job in Justin's absence, and the last few episodes have been top-notch. But I just listened to the uh, episode with the brewer from Estonia, which was the Pujola. And I can't believe that not one Chechnya joke was made. Not one! Says Justin would never have let this happen. Try harder, please. Uh, cheers from Spencer. Well, that is disappointing, Spencer. I don't blame you. Well, we upset. We talked about Estonia. Lapka on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we talked about how many months there are in a year. That was a good enough. Yeah, joke. there was. Really? Yeah. That's what it's, the whole show is about. Uh, Estonian twelve months. Yeah. There's twelve months in a year in Estonia. Like, how do you say it? Oh. oh, in Estonia, you say in Estonian, yeah. cocks taste good. That's how you say twelve months. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so there's a so video. We were just talking about that. There's also. a video on YouTube where you can go see some chicks. Oh like, yeah. Oh, some cocks local Estonian chicks telling you the twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> so how many months are there in a year? <laughs> That's amazing. Cocks taste good. They say. Yeah. Wow. What a language. <laughs> it's a great country. <laughs> what a country. <laughs> All right. Uh, Danny writes in, and he's a corporal in the BN Army. Thanks for supporting us. Um, this one's about Shady Steve. Um, right, Shady Steve. Who was drunk of the year from Shady Oak. Mm. Shady Oak. Yeah, another show you were gone for. Sounds like a oh, mental, mental Shady Oak Brewery? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that was recent? Yeah. Up in Napa? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, somewhere? sure. Yeah, I remember him. Sure, yeah. Good, okay. Good, yeah. Good, good yeah. Good information. Good beer. Yeah, good guy. All right. Well, Danny writes in, hey, crew, I'm a bit behind on the podcast, as usual, but uh, you've had some great interviews recently, including Pelican and Fieldwork. And then I got to the interview with Steve from Shady Oak Barrel House. He had a lot of great info on barrel aging and blending, but what really cracked me up were his well-established alter egos, Shady Steve and Blackout Steve. (laughs) Right. He would write notes to himself when he got so drunk. Oh, really? And he would wake up the next morning with the notes. 
and, and, and reminding like, him. Were, and I'm brilliant. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> were they always signed like your friend Blackout, Blackout Steve? Steve? Oh my gosh, I hope so. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> he could tell who was from. Yeah. Right? yeah, he knew. I like that idea. I should write myself notes. <laughs> Um, he says at the end of the interview, he mentioned his online presence. So I immediately went to his Instagram and started looking around. And as soon as I saw his picture, I said, that dude looks fucking shady. <laughs> uh, he did not have to work hard for that nickname. Keep up the great work from Danny. So, oh, I guess sounds like I missed a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. Good show. All right. Uh, this one is a question about whether or not we're going to have a show on December 26th. Uh, hey, guys, I'm Bevo. I'm going to be in the area between Christmas and New Year's. Would love to hang out with you during the session. And my wife, having put up with you guys for years, is happy to have me doing that as long as she doesn't have to be there. Uh, so anyhow, are you doing an episode on December 26th? And if so, can you fit in one more homebrewer? No, we're not, David. Sorry. <laughs> and there's no room. Yeah. Why do I have to get to that? <laughs> there's, there's no room. In. No, no. But we, I do definitely understand where your wife is coming from because yeah. I do that also. Not, not, have fun with Sam. I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't seen much of Sam recently, though. I don't think he likes me anymore. Eh, well, you suck. Yeah. I think I saw him at GBF. Was, you have been in Europe. That's true. Stock boy. That's true. Stock boy. Yeah. yeah his new name, Stock boy. Sammy the Stock Boy. Um, yeah, sorry, we never do shows um, between Christmas and New Year's. We, it's our, that's our, we have, we have families. Well, you guys, we're very some religious. of you have families. Yeah. <laughs> we're all there, there family. are families. Yeah. yeah, we're very religious. Hey, I uh, actually am. <laughs> yeah, true. All oh, right, yeah. so sorry, David. You're welcome to come down to the Hop Grenade. Um, you know, maybe you'll run into somebody. We're here. Yeah, from in town. Let me know. Yeah. Send tasty message on Facebook or something. All right. Um, this is a question from Tim about green bottles. And... I guess we maybe talked about this a couple months ago. But Tim writes in, my question is a simple one. I was curious what the BN thinks of breweries moving away from brown bottles and packing into green bottles. To me, this makes no sense. I can't think of any advantages of using green glass to brown glass uh, for beer. He says, Jester King is one of the most recent moves. And then there's a statement he linked to on Jester King's website about why they moved to green bottles. Um. You know, even after reading Jester King's statement, mm-hmm. I still don't understand why they moved to green bottles. In his, in the statement, they basically admit that, yes, by moving to a green bottle, we are um, increasing the potential for our beer to be light struck. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say that this can be a desirable characteristic sure. in sure. his beers. Um, and he cites some of the most famous breweries. Um, Saison Dupont, for example, is green, and um, there's several others. Uh, Cantillon, of course, puts in green bottles. Fantôme. And he was saying that he's had these beers from these breweries in brown bottles and on draft, and that he found that there was actually some missing characteristic. He even admits in his post that he likes skunkiness as a characteristic in some of these beers. I guess I disagree, though. I I don't. <laughs> well, they're lowly hop beers, typically. Yeah, so right. And that's kind of where the skunk, I think, comes from, isn't it? The hops? I uh, think yes. so, yeah. The degree yeah. because they're light? Yep. Yeah. So there could be a very minimal effect, uh, even, sure. effect, even it being green. Yeah. Even in lagers, sometimes some sulfur compounds are nice before it gets right. too out of hand. So, I mean, just like Heineken, they tried to go to brown bottles for a while. 
people didn't like it because it didn't taste like what they're used to. The same, yeah. And there are other beer styles that have what's considered off flavors in pretty much the rest of beer. Like yeah. one thing with English beer is sometimes a little diacetyl is okay. Not that it's encouraged. Right. But, but it's one of those things where it's it's up to the brewer. If they want the skunkiness in, then really who are so, we to be like, no. Yeah, I agree. So I don't really know how to answer this. I guess if you just want to know what we think, what do you guys think? Are you, so you're okay with it? You think it's just brewer's choice, Beardy, and you're you're down with that? Well, I think you wouldn't if, prefer? if they know... If they know and they're consciously making the decision, yeah, okay, like okay. Yeah. it's their brewery, they can make their beer how they want to. Versus yeah. if they're just doing it because oh, I like the color green, like <laughs> <Is laughs> oh, green it, bottles bought cheaper, right, yeah, <laughs> something like that. See, that's what I thought. Like, is it just? But I don't think with Jester King, for example, it would be a cost savings mechanism for them. Yeah. I, they can afford right. it. Yeah. Most of the cost right. is labor to put beer in the in the bottle anyway. Yeah, uh, shipping to get it there. I found their statement to be somewhat contradictory, although I might be misreading it. And by the way, I, I love Jester King oh, yeah, beer, beer, and I, I love the guys from Jester yeah. King. They're, they're good people. And so I'm, this, is, this is just my take on, on this post that they did. There's another part of the post where he kind of goes on to say, like, maybe people will care a little more for our beers if they know that the packaging is susceptible to light. Mm. But I might be misreading how he how he put it because on one hand he's saying I'm cool with some of these flavor characteristics that are going to come from light, and on the other end he's saying maybe by giving you a green bottle you won't just like throw it around and leave it out and maybe that's what he hopes because you know he's maybe thinking a small amount of light is going to enhance the beer a lot of light is going to fuck it up. I think he's yeah. giving people too much credit. <laughs> like how much? Yeah. Well, you, folks, you should read the, the post yourself and not let me interpret it for you, because I might be misinterpreting what he's saying. I don't know. I, I, get, I don't know. I, if, I guess overall, my answer is I would rather see beer in a brown bottle. Right. I yes. just, Especially I, hoppy beer. If anything's beer. hoppy, uh, brown. If it's not hoppy, no. You it, don't it, care. It, no. it, it's a very, it tastes good, I don't care. It's okay. a very fast reaction. You can yeah. skunk it yourself. If you really want those flavors, oh, pour yeah. it in a glass, set it in direct sunlight yeah. within a minute. Yeah, you will have all of that sulfur yeah. that you could desire. <laughs> it will be there. Yeah. I promise. The Dan, uh, Dan Gordon used to come in and talk about that, that they would do experiments like that where they'd leave it up on the roof and stuff. And, and he yeah. mentioned, yeah, we, we could leave it, leave it on the roof for a minute and it would get scummy. Oh, yeah. um, so you can taste, well, I've tasted it before in at beer festivals hmm. with jockey boxes that have clear lines oh. and and those lines are sitting in the sun just because yeah. of the angle of the tent and then you get that pour oh yeah you get the first pour out of there you can you can taste it that's interesting yeah so i don't know there you go that's See, right. <laughs> official answer yeah i don't i don't know tim we're no, we're no experts it's a good question though thanks for yeah. writing that in i do yeah. i like the question uh, okay, and this one's about, this is basically like a promo for uh, Great Fermentations, who's a wonderful sponsor of ours, uh, but it's from a customer of theirs who wrote in, uh, Rich. Uh, dear you lovable-ish bunch of ass clowns, I'll attempt to keep the short and sweet, but I wanted to say that you guys have picked up a great new sponsor of Great Fermentations. I live on the East Coast, ordered my ingredients for my next beers on Wednesday night, and got my package Saturday morning. I have never gotten an online order that fast, ever. So not only that, but they have fantastic customer service. They help me find suitable substitutions for ingredients that were not in stock for them. Uh, but the best part about Great Fermentations is uh, the ability to specify the exact quantity of grains you want for an order. 
And he said, this is perfect for a douche like me who's too lazy to keep inventory of his stock. So I, uh, this way I don't have any leftovers. So in short, if anyone's looking for a new online homebrew shop um, to replace any sellouts, he says, in the industry, <laughs> uh, Great Fermentations is a great place to look. Um, he says, also more beer. I haven't forgotten about those guys. Um, so that's from Rich. And he makes a point to tell our sponsors where he heard of them here on the Brewing Network. And you should do that, too. Nice. Yeah, if you end up uh, shopping with any of our sponsors, do let them know you heard about them here on the yeah. Brewing Network. So, yeah, Great Fermentations is a very cool place. You can go to greatfermentations.com and check it out. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the biz using Blickman products. Uh, top-notch customer service, same-day shipping on so many items. Uh, check them out at greatfermentations.com and like them on Facebook. Uh, which is uh, GR8 Fermentation. Uh, same with Twitter, GR8 Fermentation. GreatFermentations.com. All right, that's our feedback today. Thank you for writing in. If you want to send us messages, you can write to uh, feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and that's how you get to us. And um, if we like you, we'll, we'll read it on the air. And if we don't, we still might read it on the air. So I was hoping for James to join us about the What's Brewing Festival, yeah. and uh, he probably had a couple beers and passed out. I don't know. It's the middle of the night over there. So that's too bad. Maybe we can get him on uh, next week. But sure. in the meantime, I just wanted to say that this, this What's Brewing Festival, which happens in uh, Stavanger, uh, Norway, uh, was really one of the top three beer festivals I've ever been to. Yeah, wow. Um, just the way that they do it is really cool. It's in this super cool old building, which is, it's basically an old brewery, yeah. like a, but the, but the building had been vacant for like 60 years or some ridiculous thing and just sitting there, but they never tore it down. And some of the brewing equipment is still in there. Oh, really? And so, for example, when you walk in the front door of this building, you're walking into the heat exchanger. And it's this giant, it's all rusted out now, but it's this huge radiator looking thing up kind of in the ceiling. Like you walk, you step down and you're, you're in this iron tank kind of below the radiator, right? And I guess what they used to do is fill this room with seawater. The brewery's right next to the ocean there. They'd fill it with seawater, and that was their heat exchanger. Oh, wow. And there's, Usually your swimming pool. Or yeah. 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 Huh. And there's these cool little features all throughout this, throughout this five-story old brewery that was abandoned, and that's where the festival is held. Wow. So even where they have some of the beers are like these old caves, they just, yeah. I don't know how else to describe them. Yeah, yeah. Like lagering caves? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um Upstairs, there you you're, you kind of you have to look up to see it, but you look up and like the top of the mash tun is there. They chopped it huh. off, and it, the top is still just hanging from the ceiling. That sounds safe. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, it, it's just a really cool location, and then you have all of these amazing brewers from around the world. All these cool European breweries yeah. that uh, we don't get to try very often, if not at all. And the brewers are there. I mean, it's like, it's, it's kind of the thing. If, if the brewers have to show up to this festival to get to be invited. Yeah. 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 So pretty so much all, all the brewers were there. Yeah. It was breweries from all over Europe, not just Norway. Yeah, yes. All Correct. Over Europe. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the U.S. too. There was, oh, a, really? uh, well, at least one uh, from the U.S. I know Boneyard was there. We yeah. got to hang out with our friend Tony there. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, so I tried some really cool... Uh, I tried this Italian brewery called Lover Beer. Yeah. This guy is like as 
Italian as like he's what you expect, like <laughs> Italian artist type of guy. Oh, he I think his family comes from wine, but he was into beer, but he combines the two together in a way in the way he makes his beer. So this one of the beers that he was explaining to me, which was just an awesome, awesome beer, he'll actually let he'll ferment the grapes just just like he was about to make wine. And then at some point in the process, dump wort on top of that. Interesting. So this one beer that I tried from him, the was only inoculated by whatever yeast was on the grapes. So he takes the grapes, crushes them, lets them ferment, and then throws wort on top, lets it ferment again. One of the best beers I've ever had. It huh. was so cool. And which it still tasted like beer. Like really? it was okay. enough wort that it wasn't like you know a dash of beer, so that he can call it beer. Yeah. It was very much a hybrid of the two. Interesting. Um, and so he had a couple different things like that, and some with some fruit added. And I discovered that we could actually get his beer here in the U.S., but it's expensive, like just because of shipping sure. and stuff. So. Fly the jet over there it, to get it? I know, right? Is it, is it sold as beer over here, or is it more wine? It's sold as beer here. Okay. And so I came back and asked Kevin, our GM here at the Hop Grenade, because I thought, for one, we can't sell wine at the right. Hop Grenade. It's part of our license. I thought this would be a cool alternative. alternative. We do get people coming in and asking for wine, and all we can do is offer them cider. Mm-hmm. But apparently the price point would be really high if we had the beer. Mm-hmm. So... I might still try to get some in. Yeah. But anyhow, that's just one example of all of these cool breweries yeah. and brewers that we got to hang out with. And then, of course, we partied at night. Yeah. Oh, man. Of course. Huh. How was the Armadillo? The did you go to the Armadillo? I did not go to the Armadillo. Oh. No. No. I did. Was there a strip club? I didn't sleep. There was no strip club. It's Also, it's... Um, I don't know why I say this. It's a very white neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Norway. <laughs> Even the white people are white. Well, <laughs> isn't like, everybody got pale up there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is the whitest place I've Everybody's ever blonde. been. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Um, <laughs> but it, it was a really cool uh, city. And then, like, I, so I flew overnight, didn't sleep, went to the brewery events, and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to go to bed now. I didn't do that. I was walking home, and I got invited to some other house party. Before I know it, it's like 5 a.m. And um, (laughs) And you've been up for two days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? So that kind of ruined me for the rest of the week. Um, But I still made it, of course, to the festival every day. Which um, was like a long time. It's like an eight-hour festival, right? Whoa. Yeah, that's the other thing that uh, is interesting about it that we probably couldn't pull off here in the U.S. Oh, no. Yeah, it basically goes from... I guess 2 to 11, 2 p.m. to, to 10 p.m. is what it was. That sounds it might, be 11, yeah. it might be 11. 11 a.m. Well, I think to, the second session started at 5, right, or something like that? Mm, oh, did they kick people out halfway no, through? No, that's an interesting thing no. about it, too. So they list it as two sessions. Yeah. But all that really means is that they switch over all the beers for the second half. Oh. But you don't have to leave. They don't no. kick anybody out. No. Oh, wow. So it's like one ticket for the day. And you're there Whoa. for eight hours then, and it's two. <laughs> oh. So you can go around to all these breweries, and then in the middle, they all change their beer. Yeah. So wow. that's like going to a new festival. Yeah, all the beers are new. Halfway wow. through. Is, is anyone coherent? No, it's session? a really well-behaved crowd for as much yeah. beer as they have available to them. Even at like 9 o'clock yeah. at night, yeah. uh, people were still very well-behaved. Sure. Wow. It, it's a tasting crowd, you know? So, um, 
All right, so it's called the What's Brewing Fest, and I'll give you the website. You can go check yeah, it out. Get it on your calendar. It's, uh, I think it sells out, but uh, yeah, what's for it next fall? What's Brewing No. Uh, what's brewing dot no and uh, go check it out so you can keep it on your radar for next year and hopefully we'll go back next year too. I'd love to. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a good time. And then Tasty, you went and brewed in Malmo. Yeah, I went to Malmo oh, for yeah. a, a week or so, and uh, that's cool. Had to brew with our friend uh, Franzen, Thomas Franzen mm-hmm. from Malmo Brewing Company. That's cool. Yeah, what did you brew? Cool. I brewed a uh, session IPA. Okay. Yeah. Of course you did. Pick, you know, push a little forward there for those guys. They never had a beer like that before. So okay, Pretty what cool. kind of hops did you use? Oh man, we well the uh, the theme was dank, so we uh, used uh, Summit and uh, Columbus. Okay, all right, good. not a bad choice. Dank, Pretty danky. Yeah. You didn't have to like bring hops with you. Oh no, you had those. They just took care of it. Okay. Yeah. No, we just like the day before said what should we make, and then we uh, okay. You know. Yeah, the ingredients. So we. You're not going to get to try the beer, though, are you? Uh, no, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's well, whatever. <laughs> Who knows? I might go back. He's, He's not going to fly you back it. out. You might. Somebody might be coming this way and you know throwing in the bag or something like that. There you go. Yeah, you got to get over to Yan's Brewery and yeah, France, yeah, yeah. I'm Paris. way back. Yeah, I'm backlogged there for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Check it out. <laughs> uh, what's Brewing No and uh, go to the fest next year. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Sean Paxton, the homebrew chef, about his all-new website and more. So, a lot to learn about, and then after that, we'll be talking to Akasha Brewing Company. So, hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through the Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer 
in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Casters are back. It is a 401 beer. Whatever. All right, 
Welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us. And I want to give you a friendly reminder about Williams Brewing. Since 1979, Williams Brewing's been offering the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. They've got a full lineup of inner tap forward sealing beer faucets, too, with interchangeable spouts, as well as a new grain mill motorizing kit that features a gear motor that spins your mill at the correct 180 RPM without the need for hazardous belts. Nice. Yeah, how about that? Also, the new Mark II Wirt Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that starts at only $69.99, but does the job of pumps costing twice as much. I need a new pump. Were they one of the first homebrew shops ever? How many homebrew shops were open before them? In 79? That's a yeah. good question. I don't know. We should, we should ask them. They might still be the, the, or, I mean, they might be the oldest ones still open. Yeah. They also got Brewer's Edge mini regulators and uh, exclusive line of Keg King kegs and disconnects. So uh, go check them out. They got the finest quality all-steel bottle cappers from Italy, their own line of hydrometers, California wine kits, and more. Go to williamsbrewing.com and check out their vast selection. And they also, by the way, have been with us for years and years and years. They certainly have. have supported this yeah. program, and uh, we appreciate them uh, very much. So go check them out at williams.com. The great Sean Paxton is back with us in the studio. Hi, Sean. Hi. Oh, damn it. Uh, I would have talked all over again. I'm having deja vu as I'm having deja vu. <laughs> yeah. So good to see you. Hang on, Sean. I got these really trippy Hang glasses. On. Whoa. That yeah. if you look at the lights, it's like you're tripping balls, man. Tripping Welcome balls. to the beer circus. <sighs> yeah. I'm telling you right now, everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not looking at Thank the lights you, right Lagunitas. now. I kind of want to wear them for the, for the rest of the show. <laughs> and the way home. <laughs> oh, I bet the monitors look good. Oh, my board looks cool. Everything. Uh, well, if anyone wants to try them out, uh, they're pretty fun. <laughs> Uh, Very cool. The things that entertain me. Like just, just imagine if you... You're right. I probably have. They're like the, for those of you at home, they're like these funky like kaleidoscope glasses. You put them on and you you barely need drugs, right. although the, the new age drugs are probably making it sure Loganius yeah. intends you to use them after you're not high. <laughs> yeah. Only after 420 do you put those on. <laughs> All right. So Sean Paxton's here with us, and he's got some new things to talk about. And in fact, how could you not? It's been a while since we had It has show. been a while. It's been actually uh, too long. Yeah, so it's good to see you. It's great um, to see you. Tell us what you've been up to. I've been bored. No, I'm totally <laughs> no. kidding. Uh, I've been actually spending a lot of time rethinking some stuff and uh, working on those cookbooks that I've been talking about for years. Yeah. And finally came up with a better solution. Than a than a cookbook? Than a real cookbook. Okay. Because here's the thing. Like, how many people buy a cookbook? I mean, I have more than I care to share <laughs> and then how many cookbooks or how many recipes out of that cookbook do you actually cook yeah i have the same problem and then it's hard to find and then also when you think about a cookbook you have a recipe and you can't i mean that's it like unless like you're me and you know the culinary math and how to scale and all the other pieces of the puzzle and yeah, i didn't even know there was culinary math oh there's Whoa. culinary math okay. because it's not just a single sliding scale okay. uh, to to, especially like when I do these big dinners, you know, for 2,000 people or 1,000 people. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. That is a lot. So, you know, and I've used that same math. And, and so with the website, you know, and all the traffic I get and Google and, you know, Beer Brain Turkey being number one on there and yep. all the other things. I and, make it every year still. And this is the thing. So I'm like, okay, well, how, 
how can I make that platform better? Okay. Because I talked to some publishers and you know, for a $35 book, I get such a small percentage of that book. And even if I do the photography and all the other things and it's my recipe and it's all my R and D and it's all the other stuff. And yeah, I really started to struggle and I scratched my head and I'm like, wow, somebody else is making more money than I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you've done all the work. So, and all the experience and everything else. And okay. So, so now if you go to homebrewchef.com, it's it's live, and uh, we've done basically what we're calling Chef's Table, which is an online cookbook. Okay. And even with, when you say an online cookbook, you like, what pops into your head? You know, is it just a food blog? Is it just a glorified food blog? Or is there actually some tools and resources and, and other things that you can really dive into? Yeah. And that's kind of what I did with uh, the website and really making it into something that will help you cook and actually learn and teach some things as well as every recipe that's on homebrew chef and in the chef's table you're not going to get off flavors because i've actually thought about that i don't care what uh beer you pair with whatever dish because ultimately that's up to you as the cook or the chef but i've done all the hard work to give you all the suggestions and the pairings and the flavors to make sure that it's not going to bring out dms in your beer or acetaldehyde or diacetyl like our favorites you know <laughs> yeah so there are all the recipes you're saying are tried and true oh uh, they're so, all yeah. you know i mean i've made every one i've actually photographed them how many recipes and, do you think there are uh there's over 300 now wow. and Whoa. i have another eight nine hundred to add wow so basically i have two full cookbooks up online right now okay nice. so so people will be able to just buy additional cookbooks it's not like one no time actually and... i'm even doing it different uh so basically for a pint of beer a month actually less than a pint of beer a month 4.99 a month you can come online and uh, you get access, and when you're in, you get access to everything. And there's all these really cool tools, like a shopping list. Mm -hmm. So you can actually put one recipe or 20 recipes into the shopping list. And when you're in there, you can actually scale each individual recipe if you want to make a large batch, a small batch, all depending on the portion size you want to do or the menu you want to create. Or if you want to do a meal planner, there's that as well. And with this, it actually correlates all the ingredients since every recipe is now a database. And it actually correlates everything in so it knows that you need two sticks of butter for the whole entire recipe. So like 12, 12 or something like exactly, that. Exactly, but hmm. for all the recipes. Oh, I see. You're and large, you know, you then you need, scale up each uh, recipe based on the number of yeah, people. Yeah, so you can do it for two people all the way up to 2,000. Oh. Now, so, check it out right here, Tasty. So I was doing this earlier, oh, right? And I just clicked on the shopping list at the top of his site here. Nice. And then I added two recipes. Uh, Allagash triple and tangerine beer brine turkey. Ooh, that sounds great. And then a, separate, a second recipe, bacon, pork, and beer stuffing in a pumpkin. Okay. And then I added how many people for each one, huh? right? So yeah. I got six people coming over. Yeah. And then I get one shopping list, though, for both recipes. Wow. Nice. But actually, you can view this on your phone, too, since you're logged in. Oh. And so you can do it on your desktop. You can do it on your tablet. You can do it on oh, your phone. Wow. Make it right to the store. And then you can actually, like, there's a little box next to every ingredient. So as you're shopping, you can actually check it off. Well, that's fancy. So I actually, I now put all my recipes in here for any dinner I do. And I use the same recipe. And so if you have issues with food allergies, I can double check right there. And you can even look. Oh, it just I, I see what you mean. Right there. You'll have it in front of you all the time. And this is where, like, you've been to one of my dinners. You love one of the recipes I did for, you know, yeah. the the Cascade Hop Flan. Sure. You love that recipe. Well, guess what? It's on there. You can no. take a look Perfect. at it. Perfect. 
Wow. That's one of my favorites. So now I have like nine different beer brine turkey recipes and then six different ways to cook it. So you can deep fry it. You can sous vide it. You can grill it. You could roast it. You can, like wow. in an oven, you can put it into your smoker. You can deep fat fry it. How do you get to the point where you can just click order now and it goes to like one of the grocery stores? It's pretty close, actually. And I actually did look at some of the software, but I struggled with that because it actually wants, they want full control over what ingredients and I wasn't okay giving that away because I'm actually sending you. So if it's a hard to find ingredient, it'll actually there's a link. So anything that's green on the web page, mm-hmm. green means go right. So now you can actually click on that, and it'll actually take you in. So now you can actually buy right from Amazon, from Beer Beer More Beer, from Savory Spice Company, and then I get a cut of that. This okay. actually helps fund all this work and this research and the pictures and the food cool. and the R&D and everything else. Yeah. And I get a cut of that. Nice. But also, nice. I made it easy, too, because I know that ingredient or I know that piece of equipment. And that's what sure. I use. And that's what I want you to get because I don't know about you, but I hate buying something for 30 bucks and then you get two uses out of it and you got to buy it again. Yeah. And when it comes to stuff like uh, meat thermometers and things oh, yeah. like that, I never know what to get. And I've bought, by the way, a few of them now. Oh. They're all shit. Right. I've, I've and- I personally bought like probably eight different thermometers and I'm like, oh, that one's really cool. And then, man, you, you can't recalibrate it. Yeah. Or it's just never worked right or it gets water in the thing. And yep, yeah. I've had that happen too. I so, once, it's like, remember back in the day I told you to get a good knife and a good cutting board? Yep. Back in those Which I did. homebrew chef days. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's the simplest things. Yeah. And, and then you're happy with it and you use it every day and you actually want to cook. Yeah. So on equipment, you can direct us towards what works. Uh-huh. Very nice. nice. So it's yeah. already all set up. I was looking at it earlier and, oh, okay, so right here. So under the, I just clicked on this turkey recipe. And there's a couple things, uh, suggestions to do before you shop. Um, and then you have a listing here of special uh-huh. equipment. And one of them yeah. is a... Uh, uh, a meat thermometer. Yeah. And I can click and on this here. there's a probe or the instant read. So there's two different kinds because the probe's great because you basically plug it in and you shove it in your oven and you don't have to open your oven door. Oh, it's And cool. it's reading right there. And then there's a little alarm that you can set off. And it's actually, Bluetooth thing. Uh, it's not even Bluetooth. It just has a little that one, that the, 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 wire. the chef alarm one. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. one actually, that one's a killer one because uh, you can program all these different things. You can actually do different types of programs so like you can actually set it up by temperature or by time so that that way you get the perfect temperature on your turkey because that's the biggest issue with most turkeys i mean beer brine it gives it only flavor but you get that extra cushion of temperature because it's already seasoned all the way from the inside out Uh we've talked about beer brine turkeys enough yeah and i'm glad you bring that up because my uh i don't know what she is to me my mother-in-law basically except i'm not married kate's mom yes i have to argue every year about how long it's going to take to cook five hours (laughs) and i'm like i we do this every year and my turkey cooks in three hours every year because of this brine and i always have to fight about yeah I, I just say, and, and I was just like, does she not remember last year? Uh, she no, no. She's old school. And then what happens? It's not is, her fault. And here's what happens: uh, she plans all of her dishes around the five hour marker. So when uh, my fucking turkey's done in three hours, you tent it. <laughs> yes, and then it's sitting there while she finishes the carrots. 
or whatever. Yes. Well, why don't you tell her, hey, I'm starting the turkey now. She doesn't believe it. And me. then wait two the hours. turkey's in the oven. <laughs> yeah. And then start your turkey. Yeah. Well, because Put a she's... a fake turkey. <laughs> a fake turkey in there. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. I got a, a decoy. I need a it's decoy. turkey. <laughs> Do you have a decoy available on your website? <laughs> i got to put that on it. Thanks for, you know, <laughs> call it the, I can only think of so many things. The mother-in-law decoy. Decoy, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Nice. I do love That's your... so foul. Oh. You, you know, oh. you know oh. that shows me how to make good uh, gravy? Oh, I have a... Oh. Gravy's everything Gravy's in Thanksgiving, awesome. isn't it? Can no, I it use is. this search button right here and punch in gravy? Will yep. that work? It sure will. Okay, let's see. Let's, well, I'm testing you here, Paxton. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch of things. Imperial Stout Mole Gravy, Doppelbach Wild Mushroom Gravy. Uh, I'm looking at at least uh, 10 gravies, and that's only on the first page. So this is what's actually been fun wow. is because I've taken Impressive. all the things and all the things that I do, and I put it all under one place, and it's it's a full resource. Like I really got inspired by Juliet Child, Mastering the Art of French Cooking, where everything you needed was in that one cookbook. Hmm. And I wanted to do the same thing with the website where you don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. And for all the international users, everything can actually be converted from metric to U.S. Oh. So, therefore, it, again, makes it easy. And actually, all the recipes I've written with Fahrenheit and Celsius. I've already done the math for you. Yeah, that's because wonderful. Because I get all these people, like, 44 different countries because of the show. No, no, there's many more of them than there are of us. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. How many gravies do I have to have for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Good, that's a good question. Uh, you only have to do one, but I usually oh. do two because that's just the kind of guy that I am. But we always do two turkeys too because you can never have enough leftover turkey. What are the two? Why two? What are the two yeah. different? Well, ones? just like I'm sure a lot of people out there in the interwebs, um, if I don't make my wild mushroom doppelbot gravy, uh, there's like a revolt. So I, 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 I didn't make I it one year, that. and let me tell you, I was blown away. I'm like, okay, guys, you got it. I'll make it every year. So, <laughs> You're on the same page. And my cranberry wit sauce, everybody makes that every year, and the IPA roasted garlic mashed potatoes, that always mm. gets made every year, and you know, I put it all in one place. But now I have all these different menus, and actually uh, by the end of the week, you'll be able to click on all these different menus, and there's actually a communal menu when you're logged in that you'll be able to actually get, and you can actually just adjust how many servings you want to make, and then the shopping list is already right there for you. See, that's a really cool feature. I like that because I'm always scribbling it menu, down, boom, or I'm mm-hmm. looking at some crappy website at the grocery store oh. trying to scroll through right. the ingredients. So I really like the shopping list feature. And now, here's the other thing, too, is because let's talk about those other websites. I okay. hate pop-ups. Yeah. I hate pop-ups. So yeah, like you're no watching pop-ups. porn, and then pff, before right you know there, it. it just pops right up in, right the, in most Well, that's supposed time. to happen. <laughs> it's oh, supposed oh. to pop right up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like pop-ups. And then I don't have any banner ads. There's nothing flashing. Like, it's a clean. Like, you know, this is why you pay me four ninety nine a month, mm-hmm. and you get access to everything. I did notice there's a free version. What is that? So the free version is a very simple, you don't get access to everything. Okay. And you'll get popped up, you know, there'll be like a wall garden. <laughs> oh, you, you, you <laughs> all the things you, you don't like. But no, it's not a pop-up. It's just a page that says, oh. sorry, this is members only. I see. And yeah. uh, because I want you, because you'll be able to see all the recipes that are on there. And like I said, like there's 300 right now. And yeah. it's just going to grow from there. And I mean, really, I have 800 recipes. I have every recipe I've done from every dinner I've done all over the world. Yeah. That I just, I only have two hands and I can only put this stuff in so fast. And really, since the last year that I was on, this is all I've been really working on outside of teaching and some of the dinners I still do. And 
putting this all together to really teach you guys beer cuisine. Yeah. And to really give you guys a resource that is, to me, I mean, I use it all the time now on the phone. I use it at work because, you know, I put in a recipe and I can scale it and it does all the work for me. So you even use your own. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's all oh, this You've organized all your information in one place. Did yeah. you give yourself a discount? <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, speaking of discounts, I did actually do a discount for the Brewing Network. Oh, yeah. How do you get that? Oh. So if you go on and you go to the register page or the login page, Mm -hmm. um, and then you go ahead and click for a base membership, and there's a coupon code of BNARMY, all uppercase, and you get a free month. Okay. Nice. I want to say thank you oh. to all these great listeners all over the world. Nice. And actually, I already have people in Denmark and Australia and a few other people who've uh, registered, which I'm like, wow, I got an international following. Oh, why not? So, cool. It's really great. And this all helps me. This, you know, I want to give back to you guys. I've given to you guys all these years with the Home Brewed Chef and our podcast that we did and all the dinners and all the other things. And this is a great way for you guys to support me. I love it. And it's it really is a cool uh, website. It's got all sorts of uh, features that we haven't even talked about. So go check it out. You go to homebrewchef.com, as always, and you can register for a free ca- uh, account. Use coupon codes BNARMY. Good timing for a free month with Thanksgiving right, uh, oh, right yeah. around the corner. I mean, there's like 48 like things. Giving recipes is actually in the uh, drop down for the cookbook because it really is an online cookbook. Yeah, there's vegetarian, there's vegan, there's fall. Let's uh, see here, where's that? Seasonal. Oh, there's cookbook. Thanksgiving feast. There's you condiments, know, sauces, desserts, cocktails. Even. Oh yeah. Um, Remember Burning Man when we had all those five gallon premixed cocktails? Yeah, I got to get your recipe for that pina it's colada, man. It's on there right there. Oh yeah, you can five go to it right gallon. Now. I'm going. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have a whole kegging system, it's right? Like a bucket. All right. So, oh, let me tell you. And this, then you, yeah. right, now I say, burned out three blenders. Or oh four yeah. Blenders. Oh yeah. That pina colada. Ten now, gallons say, of premix, seventy pounds of ice. Over 300 servings in an hour and a half. And I had so many people coming up. They were like, this is the best bloody or the the best pina colada I've ever had. So now I know what you're thinking at home. It's a fucking pina colada. Like how good, like how different could it be? I'm telling you, this oh, was yeah. like, it, it, I don't know what you did to it. It had like science. It was amazing. This pina don't colada. Don't you not like coconut? Uh, I liked everything in this beverage. It was really wow. insane. And it's actually rehydrating, not just because it has alcohol, but actually a lot of coconut water that actually supplements the other ice and, oh, and how I did so it. good. All fresh juices. I mean, we have a whole tap I got pretty system. slammed on those things. I did, too. And Thank actually, God. next yeah. year we're making, I think, oh. 20 pounds or so 20 Park, gallons. Parker liked them, too. You're why I only got one? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just got to get closer to the... Those blenders before I was they, in the wrong spot. They burned out. Where is it? Blue Hawaiian you have Yeah, in Blue here. Hawaiian. I actually have my own tonic recipe, so I make oh, my there own it is, the gin and tonics on tap. I don't know about you guys, but after a long <laughs> day of drinking beer, a good gin and tonic. Yeah, a good oh, five-gallon kick of gin mm. and tonic. You can do that. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, you just leave it on tap. Yeah. I got to go make this right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just dreaming about it. It was so good. And that's that's it. And so actually, what I did is there's actually a menu for Burning Man, and I have all the oh, really? cocktails that I really? did, and it correlates all the alcohol together. And so when I went shopping, oh. let me tell you, it saved me so much time because it took me an hour and a half to shop to make uh, 52 gallons of cocktails. Oh, yeah. Is that dinner that you made also on there? Uh, as it a will be. Actually, I menu? do have the ragu is up there, and then I have um, – I need to – 
continue to add some of those recipes. But actually, for next year's Burning Man, I will have all the prior menus I've done for Burning Man and how to do it and actually have some tips and tricks. And that's all the, the other stuff that I'm working on right now is better ways to cook with beer. And this is what that money goes towards is that I'm working on a whole video series hmm. to really teach you how to cook. And actually, eventually, it will be a whole online cookbook as well as a online cooking school. Okay. And so it'll be all supportive. And with your guys' help, this will all make it happen. Well, it's worth every penny, folks. Go help our friend Sean uh, help you by going to homebrewchef.com. And it's really, uh, like I said, all these uh, amazing ingredients and recipes. Uh, you're going to want to check it out. Go get your free trial. Use coupon code BNARMY. And then uh, support Sean so he can bring more of it to us. I'd love to see a video series. That's cool. Oh, there's so many things I've been working on and uh, new flavorings, new ideas. I'm working on some new products. I got new collaborations you know i got to keep up with tasty here so i only done 20 around the world so you know i gotta slow my roll I, yeah. you're gonna become old newsy you can't just like uh put yourself out I'm there like a much. one-trick pony yeah you're gonna you're gonna jump the shark tasty Not really? yeah but you know i do love that brown that is a great jazz my brown. favorite it's, beers i i oh, know yes. why tasty makes a brown ale <laughs> surprise 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 yep, yep. news at 11 <laughs> All right. Well, Paxton, it looks. Uh, congratulations! Yeah, it looks home run, really amazing. Um, I mean, I really wanted to do something that nobody else has done, and to be honest, I don't know if a lot of people could do this because yeah. I don't think this way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've spent really the last year refining, refining, refining. This is not a you know test. I mean, this is all real working stuff. Yeah. And I really wanted something that people like myself would enjoy, and then other people. Whether you cook a little bit, you cook a lot, whether you cook three times a year. I mean, I have barbecue. I have pretty much every cuisine on there. I mean, and, and this is the fun thing is, is that I've tested all these recipes and I've written them so that you can geek out and you can anything that's in green, you can dive in and go deeper or you could go real simple. And I tried not to overwhelm you, but yet there's a ton of stuff there. And the more you look at it, the more you'll get out of it. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun and very informative. Check it out, homebrewchef.com. Thanks, Paxi. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I, I wish you luck with it. Uh, folks, sign up for it. It's it, just You don't even have to take my word for it. Just go look for it. Go look at it right now. Homebrewchef.com. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Akasha Brewing Company out of uh, Australia. Bevo is probably getting moist already. The accents flying around. Uh, Did they bring bring our cookies? They they brought our cookies. They did bring me cookies. Uh, (laughs) No way. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. 
That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft lines. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the Five Star Treatment today. If you haven't heard, there's a completely new brand of brewing equipment. Kettles, burners, and accessories. Trustworthy everyday gear that helps you forge and shape outstanding beer the way you want. It's called Anvil Brewing Equipment. Hi, I'm John Palmer. You may remember me from such self-help books as How to Brew, Brewing Classic Styles, Water, and the Brew Strong Podcast. I am very pleased to announce the debut of Anvil Brewing Equipment from Blickman Engineering. I have been working closely with them these past few years to develop products that combine the best of materials, features, and price point. Each of these products has been developed, tested, and reviewed to meet these ideals and bears the Palmer Brewing Solution stamp of approval on the packaging. Anvil Brewing Equipment, inspired by Palmer, built by Blickman, and made for you. Check out anvilbrewing.com. Anvil. Durable. Reliable. Dependable. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. 
like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and a home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. show thanks to sean paxton and don't forget to go to homebrewchef.com to check out the new website and the chef's table cookbook it's pretty sweet also uh have you guys been using the new uh aha app the brew guru that's right i do all the time you use it tasty sure uh go check it out it's built for homebrewers and beer lovers brew guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries beer bars and homebrew supply shops the aha designed the powerful mobile app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer um and share it so with brew guru you can effortlessly find deals and save money on beer food and brewing supplies level up your brew iq with hand-picked articles proven recipes and trusted resources um and uh use the powerful brewery locator which is which is pretty sweet very uh, powerful in fact it pushes to you yeah. the fact that you're near a discounting uh, oh really location right you set up push notifications yeah, like, so if yeah. you're just walking down, uh, through the neighborhood like, yeah, walking by the hop grenade you go hey you know you get uh, some some deal here right 10 oh, off. Yeah. yeah i think yeah. so yeah. feel like paying less for a beer right now uh. and, and it, brings <laughs> yeah. up, it brings up the offer and your membership card on the same screen. Oh, nice. Just show it to the clerk. Like, they go oh. like, we don't do a discount. Oh, yeah, here you do. Oh, I like that, Tasty. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Because right. that oh. happens that sometimes. No, yeah, because yeah, you don't know, forget. Not everybody yeah. knows. Not many people yeah. take advantage of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus having your membership card right there. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, yeah. It just looks like your card. Because I never carry my, my card around. But uh, yeah. All right, go check out the Brew Guru app and uh, download it from the, uh, the good people over at the AHA. All right. Dave, welcome to the studio, man. It's great to be here. Dave from Akasha Brewing Company uh, in, in Sydney, right? Yeah, in Sydney. Good old Sydney. Yeah, yeah. I call it the San Francisco of the Southern Hemisphere. 100%. <laughs> it's like San Francisco, but drunker. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, I experienced that, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a good city. You know what I found interesting about um, Australia? Is you know here in the U.S. we have a lot of like drunk driving advertisements, mm-hmm. like you know not to do it. Oh, um, like billboards and stuff. Yeah, they don't have those in Australia. What they have in Australia on their bill their their billboards are "Don't get in drunken bar fights." 
<laughs> so, like, you're walking down the street, and there'll be this giant billboard of a bloodied-up guy sitting, like, on the curb, like, with his head in his hands, and it says, like, don't fight with your mates, basically. <laughs> but it's, like, everywhere. Can't we all just get along? It's kind of a thing, right? And it's quite serious in Sydney. They're, uh, they've, uh, they've been changing the rules when places are allowed to open and not open. and Really? Uh, based on that. Yeah. Based on We're an angry Bunch of I was gonna, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what's the deal with the fighting? What's the deal? We were in this one place. I think we were in there together. Actually, when I was in Sydney, that they'd pick up the glassware at ten o'clock at night or something like that. I'll give you plastic. <laughs> plastic, 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 plastic? Cups. Yeah. yeah, the old Frankie's wow. bar. Yeah, Frankie's uh, that place was awesome. That's my favorite bar. Just like prison. That's where I met uh, the lovely Nicole. You did meet the lovely Nicole. <laughs> give her a shout out, Tasty. She's listening. <laughs> it's tasty. <laughs> okay. So we met Dave, uh, obviously, uh, last time we were out there, and uh, you actually were working for a different brewery then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was uh, I was uh, part owner of Riverside Brewing back uh, back then. It was two years ago. Okay, I'm gonna say. Okay, are they um, still around? They are still around. Okay, and uh, yeah, I uh, I sold up and and started a car show about six months after that. I see. So we've been going for year and a half. Okay, yeah. excellent. And what about before Riverside? Were you a, a home brewer, pro brewer before that? Home brewer. Home brewer. All the, yep, all the way. <laughs> okay. You know, we're, we're, a, we're, a, we're a young industry out there, and, and that's yeah. where we get a lot of our, our brewers from at this point. There's not a lot of professional brewers around. We're starting up university courses and TAFE courses, and that's oh. all just starting now, I think. Well, we've had the university courses for a while, but it's, uh, it's getting a bit more serious, and um, okay. we've had to take a lot of those guys from, uh, you know, including myself, from the pool of home brewers. Yeah. <laughs> How many craft breweries are in Sydney ish? I'm gonna in Sydney. Yeah. There's about three hundred and something in Australia. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, it depends whether you look at whether you know the the, the actual on the ground breweries or or contract brewers. We have a lot of contract brewers in Sydney. Okay. Um, but you know, we're looking at about twenty to thirty on the ground. Okay. And do you distribute your beer all over the country? Uh, we're starting to. You are. We're starting to. It's uh, we we were blessed with having a, a good take up in our local local area, Sydney, um, for the first six months. We're starting to sort of infiltrate into other states now, okay. um, but we're talking you know a couple of pallets a week, and that's it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And your location is it just a production brewery, or is there a tasting room? And yeah, we're uh, we we focus. You know, one thing we made uh, we wanted to be a production brewery first, okay. which we are, and uh, yeah, we got a tasting room. We open on a Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, we got we got pretty limited hours as a tasting room. We can open till seven or eight p.m. and that's about it. And, I see. But um, nice and popular. Yeah. People and, come uh, out for it. Yeah, and it's a good way to make money. You know, be, you know particularly for us with. Uh, with the excise rules and all sorts of other stuff we're going to deal with, um, trying to make a retail dollar is a good thing. Yeah, that's what we were talking about quite a bit was the, the cost of beer there, which is, is very expensive. Um, yeah. and, but it's almost entirely taxes, that, right? About a third of the cost of our beer is... Is excise tax, and that's wow. just not taxes. That's just that tax. Right? Have they thought about that being <laughs> a, a contributor yeah. to people being so angry in the bars? <laughs> yeah. You know what, Betty? You've you think you just know? <laughs> save the whole country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go down there and be president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have one of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course we don't. Oh, okay. Put you on the billboard with some advice. Yeah. <laughs> Cheaper right. beer. Beer. Yeah. How, how much am I going to pay for a pint of your beer at the average bar in, that you're in? Depending, how about Frankie's? What would I pay there at Frankie's? Yeah, that's, not, that's, that's a good example of an expensive beer, but I, I, oh. it depends. It's the excellent. <laughs> All right, normal. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kidding, but yeah, uh, look, I think uh, it, it's uh, if you got the excise tax is based is a, has, is a sliding scale based on how much alcohol is in the beer. So okay, if you're drinking a pale ale, it's going to be maybe twelve bucks a pint. 
Wow. If Whoa. you're drinking our double IPA, you could be up to about 16 bucks a pint. 16 Whoa. bucks a pint. And I just paid 8 bucks for a pint, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? You're, you're making out like a bandit. Yeah. I know, right? Look out. Shit. I should have had him charge you 16. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to fucking You wouldn't even have booked tonight. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. That's perfect. We should have an Australian side of the bar. Yeah. Uh, you should do that anyway. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wait till about 9 o'clock tonight. You're going to wish you did that. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, I'm drinking one of your beers now, but this one is a collaboration you did with a U.S. brewery, I think, right? Yeah, it is. Tell me about this beer. So this is a uh, we, we've had a good. Uh, so talking about our distribution, our, our distributor in Melbourne um, is called Redwood Distribution, and great uh, partner of ours. Also distributes Eel River Brewing down in uh, in or around Australia. Okay. And, uh, so he brought us together a couple of years ago, and well, I knew them before even we started the brewery, and, and uh, they're in town. I'm going to say. Six months ago, yeah, and we brewed a beer down there, um, a hoppy saison, which was which was gorgeous, and uh, made a commitment to brew a beer up here as well, which is which is the beer you guys have got in front of you. Nice. And uh, so Gab, shout out to Gab by the way, my brewer, he was uh, up here about four weeks ago, brewed okay. the beer, which is a a uh, what we call a fall IPA, so red IPA. Okay. And. Uh, just released, I think, in the last couple of days and managed to shoot a keg down here, and here it is. Yeah, we got it on tap here at the Grenade if anyone wants to come out and try it. Um, it's nice. It's on. It's definitely more on the, on the malty side than it is on the hoppy side, which is good for me. It yep. To me, it's more of a malt body than a, than a, and, and color, mm-hmm. and not so much on the malt flavor. It's real dry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a malty beer. It's just a... Well, good body beer. Yeah, and, uh, I what, see. What do you think the IBUs are in this? By, uh, by it should be. A, it was around eighty IBU. Really? Yeah, eighty. Oh, wow. It's not showing yeah. that at all. No, yeah. no, no right. another reason great. to tell me this got a lot of body. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we used a mix of uh, yeah, being a collaboration beer across from states in the U and uh, and Australia. We used, uh, I think, we were using uh, Mosaic as the US representation, and we used Galaxy for the Australian hops. So okay, uh, a pretty nice. even mix of both. Nice. Yeah, and I think they work well together. Two great hops. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And how about on the malt side, too? Any malt Australian side, malts? No, no Australian yeah. malts. It's a bit yeah. hard to get those up here. But, uh, yeah, I imagine. But uh, we used a, a, a different malt. Um, I can't even remember what it was. Can you remember? T- Sacra, I think it was called. Uh, Sacra, yeah. Sacra 50. Sacra 50. Hmm. Okay. Which is an unmodified malt, red malt. It's a roasted, unmodified yeah. malt. So, um, so I think we were getting that. I mean, Tasty, we're talk- we were talking a lot about this outside. Yeah. Is that, you know, I think that's where that maybe it's the unmodified so, aspect of this is giving us the body. Like so starch is it, or something. It's just a... Roasted barley, but just not as as roasted. I'm not sure. Not no, sure. it's not germinated first, so there's going to be no fermentable. Uh, so it's just color, you're saying? It's, yeah, it's just roasted and probably gives you color. But you know, it's like I think we talked. It was seven percent of the of the grist. Yep, so yep. if it had a flavor, and it, it which we may be getting here, yeah, uh, it would be noticeable. So mm. to me, it gives it sort of a uh, more of a texture <laughs> than a flavor. And I find it's, like it's quite dry and, as well. and probably and some it's color. Yeah. yeah, yeah, certainly color. Yeah. It's, it's 50 L. I assume that's what the 50s. Are yeah, about, absolutely. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it's lending a lot of that color to the to the beer without getting without getting over the top malty. Yeah. But I think it also allows it to be quite uh, to be quite dry as well. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'm taking it nice the first beer. time today. So. Yeah. Oh, you are. You haven't had it before <laughs> I, I today either. Got, I just got in the same friend today. So. Uh, I think yeah. they did a really nice job. Yeah, it's yeah. a good beer. That's, well done, guys. That's great. <laughs> now, what kind of beers are you into there at at Akasha? Um, we're certainly into our hop forward styles. There's no doubt about that. Um. That's kind of been where I've been for, for a number of years as well. You may, I think you had a few of my Riverside beers yeah. when you are in town. And, they were really good. And thanks. And yeah. um, so we, we tend to lean towards the American style of beer. So um, 
Yeah, why, why wouldn't we do that? Bring all those hops all the way to Australia, <laughs> brew a beer, and yeah. get the hops. It looks like you can. Yeah. yeah. Well, all the galaxy comes over here, right? So do we take it all? <laughs> oh, a lot of it. Oh, yeah. We take the whole world hops, really. What about New Zealand hop? hops? Is, right. that, is that something you have easy access to, or, yeah, or you don't buy do hops a, from those Kiwis? Yeah, don't. No, I'm going to be nice. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, we, we don't use a lot of New Zealand hops. In fact, we don't use any. Um, you don't? Okay. One, they are hard to get. We do. Um, they're, they're, New Zealand's very small. I mean, the Australian hop farms are quite small compared to what you have here. Mm-hmm. Um, so most, even the Galaxy runs out. A lot of the New Zealand hops run out pretty quickly. So okay. um, we're, we really want to focus on consistency and hops that, uh, that aren't going to run out. God knows why I use Simcoe and Amarillo and all those things because yeah. we, run, because yeah. we, we get close Wait as well. But, yeah, but uh, so we, we made a decision not to go down that path. We, we focus on a couple of Australian hops like Galaxy. We use a lot of Galaxy and, uh, and then pretty much a predominantly U.S. hops after that. Okay. Yeah. So is there – do you contact a U.S. hop exporter to get your hops or is there uh, an importer in Australia that you work with? How does that work? Yeah, we have, we have a couple of distributors okay. who do all of the ordering for us and – it's important. We still need to have a good relationship with them. They can get good hops and bad hops as well. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, I think uh, I've got a very good relationship with our distributor um, out of Australia, and um, we, we, you know, I've met the farmers. I've met these guys, and and I think when when we get our head above water, we're a year and a half in, and we're just too busy brewing beer. But when we get a, to a point where I can come over here a bit more, I think we'll we'll start learning a bit more about the origins of where these hops are coming from. But okay. um, but we have yeah. a good relationship. We're getting some pretty good hops. It's That's a long good. way to go, but. They're, they're, they're turning up in pretty good shape these days. And then just talking about the expensive beer, like being a – so we've already talked about how the taxes, of course, add a bunch of cost. Hops is the most expensive ingredient too. Yeah, 100%. And you're a hop-forward brewery. Yeah. So, wow, you're really – Trying was, to shoot yourself of, in the foot there. I used to that. be a businessman once. I'm not quite I was a suit for 20 years, and then I go and do these stupid things. But, but you know, it's about the passion, about what we want to do. There's no point in going and brew beer that we don't want. And, yeah. um, you know, for us, it's brewing the beer we love to drink. I know we all kind of say that, but it's uh, it's important that it's uh, we're focusing on what we love, which is hoppy beers. And, yeah. And we're doing that. And, um, yeah, hops are expensive. I think yeah, this paying. is why you have to be an owner, because otherwise, if you were, like, sending the bill up the ladder to <laughs> yeah. your boss, I don't think, yeah. you know. Be really quiet because my business partner's out there. There he is. The one with his nipple on my glass. Is that what you mean? I'm so sorry, Justin. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, It's all on video, too, if you want to go watch it on our... I don't think Yeah. (laughs) Is that obvious? He's his first time out of Australia? Is that his first time out of the house, I think. (laughs) I think he still thinks he's in Las Vegas. That's not how everybody says hello in Australia? Yes and no. Oh, okay. I go, you know. Some do, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Aren't you guys off of like a fresh off of like a four day bender or something? Uh, well, <laughs> no, a business I, trip. I, I, Sorry, you know, I'd like to say that I was here just to see you, Justin, and, and everybody else. But it's uh, I um, eight of my mates made uh, came to me about six months ago and said we're going to Vegas for a week. Okay, without our wives, without our kids, without everything. So uh, wow, I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'll deal with the consequences later. So, yeah, I, uh, I arrived from Las Vegas about uh, three hours ago. <laughs> I think I sound all right. Oh, oh, yeah. You did. Yeah. 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 You you. Exactly. Um, Four days is way too long to be in Vegas, man. Yeah. Yeah, Doc, it was... Uh, it, it was bigger than I expected. Yeah. In a number of different ways. It was... Uh, it. it, it it chewed me up and spat me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it usually does. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm having bad memories of Schumann's bachelor party too. Oh god! Oh. I, I don't know how you're even. You went to Vegas for that? Yeah, and we did it for four days. This is how yeah, I know it's five days. Five days. Five days. Yeah, we might have gone even. We ended up having to, having our own limo because our friend had one. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And, and then we got a stripper to drive us around. Yeah, we had our own stripper to drive the limo. Um, Fucking one up me. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also had a midget. Did you get a midget? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say I don't. I, I saw pictures from this event. I don't know that it was possible. I looked down. Like, we haven't seen a midget yet, and I looked down, and there's a leprechaun right next to me. Yeah, you just gotta manifest it. Uh, yeah, that's right. I Ask literally know exactly receive. what you're talking about. <laughs> the strip provides. <laughs> <laughs> the strip does provide. That's it. I'm coming back. I, 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 uh, yeah. We did. We did find a limo driver that uh, that we that we, uh, we we hooked him up. He hooked us up for the rest of the week. Oh, that's was, good. Uh, yeah, because. Yeah. What a great time. Yeah. I think. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Um, I don't want your partner, uh, you know, feeling like you're ignoring him out there. I feel like you have to go pay him, pay him some attention. <laughs> you know him already. <laughs> and, you have, and you have a window to clean. He's out there going, me, guys, me. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to try more beer from Akasha. I think you have a double IPA for us, right? Yeah, we do. All right. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, (laughs) nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. It's to help you out. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. You've got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. 
They even have all grain systems from Grain Fathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems. Thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you. And all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hopped character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, welcome back to the program. Still talking with the Kasha Brewing Company, and since we were talking hops, I feel like this is a good time to remind you uh, that you can get hops over at NicoBrew.com. Nico Brew's been with us for a long time. He's got the hops you're looking for, from your standard recipe staples to those hard-to-find ones. Uh, and after seven years, they're still offering their famous $5 shipping. And with their super-fast turnaround, uh, you'll be brewing in no time. So uh, all their hops are nitrogen-flushed and vacuum-sealed in Mylar packaging to make sure you get the freshest hops available. Uh, they even have commercial accounts. Uh, so pro brewers and uh, homebrew shops can use him as well. Um, and I guess it looks like coming soon he's doing a complete line of pro brewing equipment. Yeah, he's going to be reselling uh, professional stuff, it looks like. That's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he says custom-built wow. fermenters, brew houses, all of it. Yeah. Uh, so you can go check out uh, NicoBrew.com. they got swag, onesies, teeds for toddlers, plus all the good uh, hop shit that we're talking about here. So go check it out, NicoBrew.com, for all of your hop needs. Got your double IPA in front of me. What's this beer called? It's called the Colbin D. The what? The Colbin <clears throat> What D. is that? Is that a car or Corbin's something? D. Yeah, well, yeah, Akasha is, uh, refers to the fifth element. 
You all seen the movie? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Corbin Dallas. Ah, okay. Uh, Are we there yet? I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> there I am. There you are. That's like 50 degrees. Yeah, you know, the taxi, yeah. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife yeah, would be all over that. Uh, nice. Uh, this is a very nice beer. Tell us about this. Thanks. It's... Um, it's our double IPA. We're, uh, we, we, when we launched, we launched with, uh, with a pale ale. Uh, we had a pale ale. A, uh, we then, then came out with our amber. And um, double IPA has always been my favourite beer. Okay. And the beer that, um, to be honest, when we launched the brewery, people expected us to come out of the gates with a, with a double IPA that, from my reputation and, and what I used to do. And, and uh, we thought, fuck it. No, we're going to do something a little bit different. We came up with a very easy drinking pale ale, yeah, which okay. is still our best seller by a long way. Sure. Is it really? Yeah. Mm. And uh, the Corbin Dallas, or the Corbin D, we we uh, we released only once a quarter, uh, one batch uh, into kegs and bottles, sells out one two days, and wow. we're done with it. Mm. And, so um, it doesn't even make it to accounts, or well, it's selected accounts. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So you do the right thing by us through the year, you you, you might get a keg. Okay, so, that's which cool. is kind of cool. I mean, we're not we're not trying to be. Yeah, not trying to be too big about it, but we don't brew a lot of it, and um, yeah, it, you can imagine with the with the excise, it, I mean, eight and a half percent, the amount of hops we throw at it, maybe not, maybe not, maybe what you're you're used to, but there's there's still plenty of hops in there. Yeah, um, it's an yeah. expensive beer. We make more out of a keg of pale ale than we do out of this, and we sell this for yeah. you know a hell of a lot of money. Oh, I'm sure do, of it. Yeah. yeah. Does the excise tax kind of force the market into being into more sessionable beers? Uh, I think so. In general? Or? I, I think there's two reasons. That certainly is one of them. A pale ale is a hell of a lot cheaper than an IPA in general. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that um, yeah, we're, we're, we're still a maturing craft beer market. Yeah. We've okay. still got a little way to go. And uh, not every, and you know, our, our, there are not a lot of double IPAs in our market yet. There's only mm-hmm. a few around. Um, we launched a triple IPA for our birthday last year, and um, that, was a, that was an experience for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should adopt the, the progressive tax. And encourage think? more session beer here. Yeah, just to just to punish us into punish submission. Those double IPA people. Yeah, yeah. What's the difference between your double and your triple IPA? Um, we it's about fifty percent more hops on the triple. Wow. And uh, it was ten percent. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. It was. How much uh, does that cost? A it, pint of that. Uh, you were into the twenties. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Yeah. But in Australia, also they they wouldn't allow you to sell a pint of that. So it'd be, really? it'd be only in small glasses. And, <clears throat> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You'd be you'd be paying ten, fifteen bucks for a well, eight ounce, ounce or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sixty cent a Okay. So, so it's um so the double IPA. Yeah. Sorry. Tasty. What are the uh, malts in this? It's a so we we is use, it a continental base malt. What is it? We use uh we, we're a big fan of a of a uh, malster out of New Zealand. So hops no grain yes. Um, called Gladfield, and uh, we use uh, we use a lot of their specialty malts, a lot of their crystal, a lot of their their Munich wheat, that kind of stuff, um, almost exclusively in all of our beers. Hmm. Fantastic malt. Oh, I've had that. Um, our base malt for this, we used one of their. Usually, we would use an, just an Australian, uh, what you would say, two row um, basic malt. For this, we use they they uh, they grow a malt called an American ale malt, so it allows um, you know, very low sweetness, very low color. Allows you to, to bump up the ABV without getting too sweet. Essentially, this is the way we look at it. Okay. So for our doubles and our triples, that's what, that's what we're using as our base malt. It's a, it's a beautiful malt. Yeah. So you're saying it's more dexterous to give more body in the beer, so you can add not, more not, ABUs. Not too, not too much body. Uh, we still need to use. We use a similar to a, a Cara Munich. They they do a also, malt like that as well. So um, called Gladiator that we use as well. So that that's another that Gladfield malt. Yeah, we use that for the body. Uh-huh. But the the American Owl malt, sort of relatively low body, low color. Um, yeah, high fermentability. 
Could you compare it to any American malt? Like, I mean, has anybody said all oh, this is just like water? Yeah, or yeah like I'm not some- su- not sure about you. from a base malt perspective. I haven't I haven't used much American malt, so I wouldn't be able to say. But it's um, but it's it, it, it really for us if we you know, it lowers the sweetness a little bit on those bigger beers. Um, we do use a little bit of dextrose in this as well. Um, yeah. Which is unusual in Australia. Some people frown upon it, but um, just to, again to just get the uh, fermentability up and and the well, you're, uh, an American and the style, back. you're an American style brewer. We're all, well, yeah. Everybody uses sugar here. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Uh, but uh, yeah, we use a little bit in this as well. Okay, that's just something you throw in the boil to bring up the uh, or at the end of the boil to bring up the gravity and yep, bring up the ABV, bring up the gravity yeah. uh, without adding too much or adding anybody to the beer at all. So, yeah, okay. So um, yeah, it really works for us. Try it out. I think a lot of double IPAs. You know, I think you guys have been nailing it for a long time, but um, a lot of double IPAs in, in other parts of the world just get a little bit too sweet. I agree yeah, more with like you. Barley wines. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and well, barley wine, love it. That's great, exactly yeah, where it should be. But a double IPA. Um, another thing that we, we, including myself, we used to be in love with in Australia is crystal malt. Hmm. There's a mm-hmm. lot of crystal malt. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we back that right out as well, get a nice, uh, nice low, you know, low color, not too much sweetness, nice dry double IPA. Where does your double finish typically? Uh, we can get it down to about uh, ten ten. So you know, okay. I'm still a home brewer. Sorry. Yeah, that's, no, that's, right. yeah. that's funny. Actually, I haven't heard of a, a, a brewer come in and, and use a specific Could, gravity in so long. I've been a professional brewer for five or six years. I haven't been able to get rid of it. Yeah, uh, I tried so many times, but it's just just what I know. That's all right. Well, I have questions yeah. where the answers are in centigrade. So you're, you're, you're gonna be laughing at us in a second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're horrible. The aroma on this beer is awesome. Yeah, cool. I really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, so um, what hops are in it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we use pretty much equal amounts of uh, Mosaic Centennial and Simcoe. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All American. Yeah, you're getting some good quality hops. I think. Yeah, we are now. Um, this year, Centennial was uh, was great. Really? Uh, last year's Centennial mm-hmm. was a bit ordinary, but I think again, it's it's yeah. as as a, as our brewery grows and we get a better relationship with our suppliers, I think we're getting better hops. Um, Centennial this year was great. Mosaic has has always been good for us, um, and Simcoe last year was a bit bit ordinary as well. But it, this year's been it's been great, so I'm really happy with this. Okay, yeah. and this is this is yeah come halfway across the world, so it it, it would taste better back in a pint glass out of yeah. a keg. But sure, it's tasting tasting. I'm pretty happy with it. I think it travelled really yeah. well. When when do you guys see the current year's hops get there? Like so, like. The hops are harvested 2016. U.S. brewers typically see them beginning of 2017. Yep. When when are they hitting your guys's area? Yeah, not long. We, we should see them pretty pretty a month or two after that. Okay. Um, so right. once we get them, they're usually a couple of months old. That's not bad. And as you okay. can imagine, now we're, we're you know it's the same problem you guys have. We're we're, hit, we're hitting the end of the season thing. Yeah, you know, we're having to up the hops a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, Everything's so. all, almost a year old. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So yeah, what does that mean? So that just the hops just start to kind of uh, chill out after a while. The, yeah. They don't do the same. They don't have the same kick. Yeah, absolutely. So we we tend to um, particularly this this batch of the Corbin that we brewed is is right at the end of the you know the season hops. So we we would have kicked it up about ten fifteen percent. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Just, okay. to, just to get the same. I mean, I think I mentioned before consistency. I said to my guys right at the beginning of this brewery is, is we want consistency in the beer. Once we start bottling, once we start bringing out the same beers month after month, we want someone to walk into a bar having a cast of beer and say, "Well, yeah, that's the beer that I ordered." Okay. And yeah. So, and if we're a hop forward style, um, hops are dying off, but the beer needs to stay the same. So, right. um, yeah, we're, we're keeping a close eye on how we feel they're going and. Yeah, and, um, well, you don't need to give to. those guys any other reason to fight. So uh, <laughs> yeah. this yeah. isn't a cushion. This is not fucking happy enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
keep it sustainable that way. <laughs> Kick some ass. <laughs> and what about yeast uh, over there? Do you use uh, an English style yeast or? Uh, we're all uh, we use USO five, so the dry version of okay. 001. Okay. Yep. It's um, it's funny. We when we we're still a relatively small brewery. We um, we 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 don't repitch all the time. So um, so we tend to start with the dry yeast. With the uh, US USO five dry is it's great yeast. Yeah. Okay. It performs. We've great. we've had tests. Yeah, you know, 001, um, it's, it's the same. It, it works out. We get the same beer at the end of it. So I see. Um, so, and, and plus it's easier. Getting a White Labs yeast, um, as much as we love it, sent down to uh, – we can get them sent down within a few days. Okay. So that's, oh, wow. that's, that's pretty pricey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What size brew house are you? Uh, we're just uh, in your speak. Uh, no, just uh, say hectoliters. No, no, yeah, no, we, no. Know, we know ten hectoliters. Barrel. Ten barrel. There we go. Thank you. Pretty so well, easy. You, you yeah. can figure it out, Daisy. <laughs> yeah. I can't. <laughs> so that's that's uh, twelve heck, uh, which is ten okay. barrel. Okay. But we went with uh, we, we, we were tossing up between a, a twelve heck and a twenty heck. Uh, we went with a twelve heck four vessel, so it allows us to do oh, wow. smaller brews, but we can do four four in a yeah. day easy. So, okay. do you have uh, larger fermenters? So you're multi batching. Yeah, our, our minimum minimum size is double batch, and okay. our bigger fermenters are a quad. So, okay, yeah. So we at, at this point in time, we're we're able to do we do two plus two, so two one day, two the next. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just about to start thinking about pushing up to four brews. Wow. Okay. Uh, so your system's that. efficient enough to where you can get all four done in yeah one day done in yeah you know, twelve fourteen hours. Yeah. Wow! So yeah, it's pretty cool. That's yeah. Fast. You were kind of, in, in my notes. Uh, you you have some sort of like fancy high tech system that like all of its I don't know digital or something. <laughs> I don't know Whoa! Now, the system the system we run the actual brewery itself is not high tech. <clears throat> okay. It's uh, what what we're, we're we're kind of spending a lot of time in the back office. Um, so the system, when I say the system, you know, the software that we're, that's using, you know, we're using for our sales, we're using for our invoicing, we're using for, to actually run, uh, well, not run the brewery itself, not the actual equipment, but run, you know, all of our recipes going into our system, all of the okay. um, gravities, everything. So as, as our guys are brewing, they can sit there either on their iPhone or iPad, everything goes into this system. So oh, we're good. trying to move to a paperless Paperless system. We're almost there. We still have our brew sheets, and we can't quite get rid of those yet. But yeah, that's, that's pretty tough, much right? the last right. bit of paper left we yeah. have. So. Okay. What's in that fermenter? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You need it there hanging on the yeah, front. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have it on a whiteboard, and I still don't look at that. I say, what's in there again? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just ask. What about dry hopping? We haven't talked about that with you guys. Yeah. Um, anything special that you do there? I don't know about special, but it, it's something we've played around with in in, uh, in how we dry hop. We, you know, when we first started dry hopping, we'd throw the whole lot in there at, at certain points. I think the things that we've decided on that work for us is, one, we dry hop warm uh, at fermentation temperature. Okay. We dry hop after fermentation. And we either and we we've started to move to double and triple dry hops as well. So so spread out the dry hop amongst okay. a couple of different drops from from about say day five your fermentation's dying off mm-hmm. uh, first hop and then a couple of days later another one and a couple of days later another one. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, just to get a bit the, more utilisation out of those hops. Okay. Do you drop the yeast before you dry hop? Uh, again, we we used to we used to drop the yeast, but um, we don't think it makes a difference. So we tend to just wait until we're a couple of days before we're running out. And then what do you, you add them at the top of the fermenter? Yes. And yeah. you feel like they get they get broken up pretty well on the way down, or do they float, or how, what do you, how do you think happens in there? Um, it, again, depends which hop. Depends yeah. how how they're pelletized. Yeah, yeah. Some are really are. dense, and you know they're like rocks. Some go. some you never you never see again. Some will yeah. float there until yeah. you know until you're on the chill for about three days until they go. But it, it really depends on the hop. 
And uh, but we find that but certainly the utilization, spreading that hop out over a couple of drops, we we get more out of it. So, hmm. what do you think about uh, grinding up hops? I, I'm just something I'm throwing out here. I'm not gonna have no science here, but it seems like those really hard. Uh, Rat, you know, rabbit food kind of pellets yeah. that are like you know they're gonna not gonna break up for weeks. No matter what you do, mm-hmm. when you when you're dropping that yeast out of the out of the because we, we haven't dropped the yeast before we dry hop, right? Yeah. So we're dropping it out. We see a lot of we see a lot of greenage in that hmm. in that in that yeast cake yeah. that we're dropping mm-hmm. out of the bottom of the yeah. fermenter. So there's cert, we're certainly not getting anywhere near 100 percent utilization. Yeah. So I, I, I yeah I agree. I think whether it's whether it's Crushing them up, whether it's recirculating, whether it's something to, to get a Maybe little bit more. Maybe be more consistent, if nothing else, if not utilization. Yeah, hundred percent. We've had we had a couple of bags actually of, a, of Galaxy hop. We use Galaxy now. We've um, started to brew a lager, and we use Galaxy hops in that. And we've found that it seems to be a lot more dense. And oh, you're yeah. exactly. And, and, hmm. I, and I've I got a feeling the last couple of batches. I've been watching some of these lumps drop in and just disappear. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and I, and I get the feeling from the beer, whether, whether it's in my head or not, but yeah, we're not getting the utilization <laughs> yeah. we're used to. Okay. And they're so expensive too. It's just like, that seems like it'd be like... Yeah, for us. Yeah. yeah. For us. Yeah. yeah. I won't tell you what we're Why paying. do you think that's not a thing already, Tasty? Well, 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 I'm hearing some, like some breweries are, uh, yeah. are dry hopping by setting up a research system. They'll have a, a vessel yeah. beside their fermenter and they'll start taking some water out of the, out of the racking arm and bringing right. it in and they'll research that and like somebody, somebody was on the mm-hmm. show... So they had like a DO inline DO meter. Oh yeah, and like yeah. flushed that with CO two until it went to a certain level. Yeah, and they pushed the whole thing up into the fermenter. That's right. Essentially, like a torpedo. Yeah, yes, essentially. Yeah, that's 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 the one. That's what I'm, I'm big on the torpedo thing. We're not doing it, but it's something we're looking at. I, I'm convinced by opening up the hatch at the top and throwing in a bag of hops, we're adding because we're doing it post ferment. I'm Ooh. convinced we're adding a level of oxidation to the beer. So. Oh yeah, but no no fermentation left at all. No no activity. Maybe a couple of points, but well, that's much. all you need. To, yeah. I mean, that's not it. Yeah, but by the time if we if we split it out over two or three, we're, oh, we're, then we're then definitely first by the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is only an issue really like for packaged beer that that might stick around a little while, right? Because if it's a little bit, you know, yeah, the, the keg you got a little bit of leeway. Okay, um, we don't want leeway. We want it to be perfect. But yeah, you know, of course. You gotta, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Pay. And we've only been packaging for six months, so okay. that's why now I'm lying awake at night thinking, how do I, how do I lower the do on our beers? Yeah, yeah. Did do you, you have equipment to measure? Do you know what it is? Yeah. Uh, we haven't that? started measuring. We're actually literally on the on the. I've just put the, the PO for our uh, our oh, uh, do nice. meter. Nice, so. you're high roller. Ah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. You could have bought a new car. It's, it's important. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. but, um, right. There's a, there's a few things we're focusing on for moving forward it's do and uh and and, and lab testing as well Excellent. so that's Excellent. something that's probably in its infancy in australia is is uh-huh. uh is like we we send our stuff off site okay uh, but we want to bring that expertise back in-house we're looking at a couple of technologies for that as well that's all important especially oh, yeah. if you're at the forefront here you don't want to be turning off beer drinkers with your shitty unchecked well, beer. <laughs> there's a lot of it out there. yeah <laughs> do you guys have your you own Packaging equipment, or or is there a mobile service kind of like how in the in on the west coast here? There's usually clusters where breweries will share, yeah, bottling equipment. So up up until a couple of months ago, we is no there was no shared service, and we've uh, we've got a small, very small uh, Canadian bottling line that we use. We're only doing a lot, we're only doing very small batches so of the bottles. About eighty percent of our stuff goes into kegs, mm-hmm. um, with all the taxes and everything else. To, um, Kegs make us make us more money, essentially. Okay. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, the first mobile canning uh, facility has just started a couple of months ago. That's cool. Wow. And uh, so, as a few of us, yeah, we're looking. We're currently looking at what we do there. Yeah, again, that's another thing—the whole bottle and can thing. Yeah, we've gone down the not just the bottle path, but the what do you call it, a bomber or 
The growlers? Oh, the, gr- oh, no, oh, the no, bombers. Yeah, the, the large big, format. The big, the yeah. 22 ounce. Bottles. Yeah. So we kind of went halfway in between the 500s, which is pretty popular across okay. Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. Popular um, in Germany, too, I think. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a good format. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we, made, we made the bottle choice, um, but we're, we're constantly thinking about whether we, we – do we take a couple of lines? Do we, do we count a whole lot? Right. Um, yeah. You know, cans are really starting to take off in Australia right now. Really? So, okay. Yeah. So that's a good time to get on board with that, especially if you're just talking about what it looks like on the shelf and whether or not people are going to grab your right. your beer, right? Oh yeah. Do you make a light beer like a lager or something like that? Or yes, we do. The we, our, our pale is is a relatively light lager. Um, yeah. I, 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 sorry, light, uh, light pale, uh, and um, you know, relatively a lot of flavor, low bitterness. So we, you know, it's, it's around sort of thirty IBU. Um, everything light. Uh, so that would be a cannibal beer. I mean, it's your flagship. So yeah, yeah, people would look it up. Get mm. But there was something there was something missing about six months ago. We said, well, maybe even a year ago now. We said there's something missing from the lineup, and um, rather than try and make it up, we actually went around and had a chat to a few of our accounts and yeah, said, what well, want? what are you looking for? What are, what are you missing? They go, we need a craft lager. Hmm. Interesting. We, we don't have one. Hmm. Uh, there's a couple around. Not much happening. Um, so we, we 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 thought long and hard about. It. We went with a, a hoppy lager. Yeah. Um, nice. You know. <laughs> Sort of a German style, very simple base, and uh, and we hop it, you know, about the same as a pale ale, uh, using 100% Galaxy hops. Cool. Uh, okay. Oh, that sounds it comes like out a nice. Hmm. Yeah. I could drink that on the beach when I'm not getting, yeah, but that I'm not can. shark bait. Yeah. yeah, when you're not getting beat up. Yeah. What kind of ABV are you looking at in that? In that uh, uh, that's four. a 4.4 we, oh, we run the lager at. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, it's a real session beer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you use it? Uh, Different dry yeast for that? Uh, yeah, we we set on the W thirty four seventy. Okay, the dry yeast. Nice. Yeah. You repitch your your yeast on all these beers? Yeah, we tried it. The lager is a bit hard because we don't brew it enough, and we brew okay. a big tank of it and do it once every you know every now and then. So it's kind of uh, we don't we don't have a tank waiting every time you know that that little window of opportunity because we try we don't want to repitch after we dry hop, so we only have a small window of, of yeah. uh, repitching. Sort of capability, so the lager we tend to miss that. So it's it, the lager is usually a, uh, a new pitch every time, which is very expensive. Yeah, the lager dry yeast is, is a lot more expensive. Oh, it's more than, expensive than 05. Yeah, and you need mm. more of it, right? Oh yeah, right. yeah, sure. so, so almost double the amount. The cost of one packet's almost double the amount. So it's uh, yeah, it gets up there. How do you handle your dry yeast? Do you rehydrate it or just sprinkle it in the fermenter? Straight in the top. Just straight in the top. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, I remember talking yeah. to someone a couple of years ago from from the uh, I can't even think of the name of the producer, but uh, talking to them and and, um, and they said no, no, on the top. Wow, no, it'll, it'll rehydrate when you throw it in. Yeah, I was just about to ask you if you had a yeast propagator or something. I would have thought you had to get it going. Or yeah, we, we've again we've tried a few ways and yeah. and uh, no, we uh, we throw it in the top and, and yeah, we do it we do it in between, because we're always doing a double brew. We put it in after the first one, so it mixes mm-hmm. in when the second one comes through. So it mixes in nice and well. And, okay. Um, yeah, it works well for us. I've had brewers tell me, yeah, they just put in an extra brick. Just a little extra. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, like, the well, you've pre- only get, something they're going to die from it, so yeah. I guess, yeah. The pre- prevailing knowledge, which I think I've probably said on this show, is that you should hydrate it because right. the yeast cells, don't, the first thing you, you know what you want them to see is something neutral like water instead of this wort with all these the sugar and stuff. Hmm. Right, the shock. Yeah. But, yeah. And, yeah. You don't but want it to be spoiled. In the field, but obviously it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Yeast cell obesity is a real problem. That is, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's like a whole different pH or something. I don't know. More important, is the brewery delivery vehicle a ute? <laughs> 
We have two Utes. You do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so proud. No, I'm not sure I'm going to call them delivery vehicles because they fit not a lot in the back, but uh, we have two Utes. You do. You love a Ute, right? I fucking love them, and they're so white trash, and that's why yeah. I love them. Oh, what is a We Ute? are white trash. Don't worry. Uh, an El Camino was a Ute. Oh, perfect. For example. But whereas the U.S. somewhere gave up on the glorious car truck, Australia has kept the dream alive. You can yeah, buy yeah. brand new car trucks there, oh. and they're called Utes. You can stack the kegs all the way to the ceiling. <laughs> and, and more. And feel like you're in a car. <laughs> perfect handling. Yeah. The, see? The usefulness of a truck, the handling of a car, Beardy. Oh, I'm so you, proud of you. You've you seen have two of them. <laughs> They're still in magazines. They're still running ads for you. For El yeah, Caminos. You, you, you can buy them new. I'm saying they manufacture new ones. They're not El Caminos. It's I not, only it's bring not that up. El Caminos are getting shipped over. No, there. no, no, no. no. They're, oh, no. they're like brand new cars. Whoa. But they're trucks. Uh, like the Subaru Baja. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, see, that's what we get. We get like things like that, which are, we're halving it. That's we're, the quad, cad, quad, quad cab ute. Yes. That's right. I am very proud of you right now, Dean. <laughs> Is that what it's like? That that really wow. Yeah, That's the beer's it. all right, but the, the youth man, <laughs> home run. <laughs> uh, so what's next for uh, Akasha? You guys have been around for, you said it's only a year and a half? A year now. and a half, yeah. Okay. Um, trying to get ahead above water, I think it's the usual thing with a, with a new brewery that's doing okay. We're just trying to, we're brewing lots of beer. We've, we've already doubled our capacity once in that time. Um, it's it's a good question. In fact, where where's who's, who's outside? We're we're spending this time because we haven't had a chance to think about anything. Yeah, for a year and a half, <laughs> sit back, have a look at what's going on, and yeah, where do we go from here? We don't want to be you know the biggest brewery in Australia. That's that's not what what our MO is. It's about brewing great beer. Um, it's almost like a lifestyle decision. Get a, get our get our our company big enough to to actually make some money, which is tough in this game. Yeah, uh, but not be too big that we lose control. So it's uh, it's a little bit of a sweet spot there somewhere that we need to find, and um, I think we're pretty close to it. We're loving what we do. We're having fun. Right. Uh, we got some great guys on board. I mean, that's what it's all about. How many people work for you? Five. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Look That's at you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Australia, it's huge, man. Yeah. But, well, uh, the beers are really good, and uh, yeah. and you're distributing most of this yourself. So it, uh... Yeah, we, we, we t- it's, it's an interesting uh, – in Australia, we don't have the distribution model, so we tend to do a lot of our sales direct. Uh, so in, in the Sydney area, we, we have two – uh, ben and Anna Marie, who, who are our, our sales guy, awesome guys, selling directly to all of our accounts, and they work for us. They don't—they're not a distribution model at all. But um, somebody else drives the Utes. To, to one of those, yeah, yeah. Benny drives one Ute, I drive the other. I see. Nice. Yeah. I drive a Ute because I'm a bugging. <laughs> you are a bugging. <laughs> is, is, par- <laughs> is it parked in your driveway at home? Remember the bugging thing. You right? bet it's parked in my driveway. <laughs> no, it's parked on the lawn. That's yeah. where bugging, <laughs> so we're bugging parks, man. Uh, <laughs> reserved parking. Yeah. <laughs> the last yeah. I would have rented one while I was there if I could, but we had too many passengers. That inner bugging was strong. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I'm Wait, you, they don't let you ride in the back? <laughs> no, no. Oh, maybe uh, back out on the country roads, probably. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a different. That's another level. <laughs> that is another, yeah, that's double bogan. <laughs> Your partner is bogan. Let's be honest. Um, and he's and he's 
what, what's happening? <laughs> and he's abusing our patrons. <laughs> but he's also got them logoed, so that's no, cool. No, no, no. So Jason's one of our boys that came Oh, he's us. one of yours. Do you, do you know, Jason, this guy, is actually one, he's my, my, one of my best clients. We brought it, He's coming over with us. Oh, he's, nice. Uh, we oh. have a good relationship with our customers, so much so that they come with us on holiday. Sure, to a party, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think he's already, I think he's already sick of Wes, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's had enough. <laughs> what else are you doing on your trip here? Uh, are you well, about done? I'm going to try and find my uh, find me again. It's kind of, somebody stole me about it for four days, and I just got to find me again. And, and uh, we're off to uh, Eel River tomorrow. Oh, okay, uh, okay. So we've got the official launch of this beer tomorrow night up there. Uh, you know so, the owner from Eel River, right? I haven't met him yet, so he's awesome. Is he? He's a fucking maniac. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna met, find yourself. You might lose yourself again. So I met Matt, his son. So he's okay. the, he was he came down to Sydney to see us last time, and he's a, he's a he's an awesome <coughs> fellow. So uh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I did ask them. I said, so uh, uh, Humboldt County is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, what are you guys famous for? <laughs> <laughs> and he, I can see him going, that's should cute. I say it? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Uh, we grow dope. Yeah, that's the dope-growing capital of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's this, true. This can only be good. It's also beautiful up there, though. You're going to a really cool area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to remember her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very green. Yeah, green. yeah so, they're, they're cool guys. You're going to have fun. Yeah, well, well, well they were cool. They, so uh, Marissa and Matt, who are uh, Marissa's, uh, they're the two, the two kids, um, yeah. came down to season Sydney awesome people so looking forward to go out there we'll launch the beer tomorrow night there's a local pub there um we're also uh then we're heading down to where are we going after that are we going to russian river uh, you got to do that <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i've already had my planning okay oh, yeah. we have it here for eight bucks <laughs> Damn it, I'm t- we're screwing this up. We'll get that change before he leaves the room. Yeah. 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 Yeah, did you pay your bill yet? Because yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's at least tell Just Vinny. Double it. So yeah. he can charge him 16 well, your, bloody, your bloody tips here will be double anyway. I tell you. So, yeah. you know. Oh, you guys don't pay tip down there. No, we don't no. do tips. Oh. Well, you're paying 16 bucks a point. You're going to pay a tip? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's see, that's part of the deal, too. It, it's Maybe We're still not punch. paying 16 bucks a pint, obviously. No, right. We're paying 7 and 8. I do wish that nine. the U.S. would get over the tipping thing. Really? You mean well, just charge more I would, do, I would charge no more, and I would pay my employees more. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of experiments with it, and it's not working. Really? Uh, it's not working, no. A lot of places have tried to do it. Uh, big places, too, who have like uh, several locations so that they can kind of actually run this experiment. Mm-hmm. And Americans don't like it. They they feel uh, – what I was reading is just a couple things. For one, we feel that the service ends up lacking okay. uh, if there's no bait you know? right. Yeah, right. You want that um, control. And the other thing is they feel awkward and that, like, the staff still isn't getting paid enough. The customer still feels awkward? Yeah. The customers oh. feel awkward not tipping. It's too, like, ingrained in our system. And they feel like even though we're, we would be telling them that we now yeah. pay our staff more, they they don't buy it. They don't, they don't hmm. get it. One thing I remember about being in Australia and being you know served by people that weren't getting tipped is they seem to... As, into it as, as much as anybody. They I, seemed, uh, I agree. Definitely focused, and they was, it was, you could tell, like, uh, the bartender would go pick up glasses, and the bar back might be pouring beer, and nobody really cared yeah. who was being tipped and who wasn't because mm. you weren't tipped. Yeah. The only way around that in the U.S. is to just pool tips. Right. Uh, and that's one way to do it so that everyone's still working together. Yeah. But 
the stuff I've been reading, I've been reading a lot about it because no, the fucking just, minimum wage is going that's up. That's right. It's pure problem. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm trying to no, figure this stuff out. Plus, yeah. I actually really want my staff to be happy and healthy and paid well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, you don't want them necessarily to make $65,000 a year either. I, that's just, the, just the, this industry doesn't afford it. Yeah, right. that, that's just not going to happen. Right. But uh, so anyway, I've been reading a lot about it, and just a lot of it says that um, the service ends up lacking, um, and and that Americans don't like it. We want to tip as much as we complain about it because everyone complains about tipping. We want it. It just we feel in more in control yeah. of our right. service. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling good and you had a good day, you might. Yeah, right. it's a chance for you to feel yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Americans. Fucking Americans. <laughs> Fucking Americans. <laughs> You're going to be here on an historic day tomorrow, Dave. I know. Oh, yeah. No outward laughing at yeah. us. Speaking Who of, are you voting for? Speaking of yeah. bogans. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Although he is the richest bogan on earth. But, yeah, uh, sorry, he had a building in Las Vegas. Tonight. How many years does yeah, he yeah. have? Yeah. It's the most fucking boring looking bo- building. No, it's just, it's just, you've got every, all this extravagance in Vegas and then this His Trump. big square with his stupid Trump. name on it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that it? Is that it's all about his small penis. <laughs> yeah. Does he drive a ute? That's the question. He has a fleet. Not. He's not that cool. No, he's not that cool at all. Yeah. He's, so, a, he's a gold-plated ute. So we're all going to be we're, we're all going to be okay tomorrow, right? What, how, how does this work? We're, we're all, we'll have our forty-five. You, you, the press, the press, we'll the find out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're we're a bit worried. Well, they and don't take over said, right away. They don't um, take over right away. Yeah, you have so. months uh, to prepare. Point. Yeah, you still can get out. But people were worried about my safety coming to the U.S. They really <laughs> were. They really were. Well, Particularly my mum. Well, well, <laughs> that could happen. Uh, no, 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 well, right. That. You did my go to Vegas. Listening. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where you're going, you're fine. You're headed out to, up to Humboldt tomorrow. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. Maybe we should just stay there. Keep going, man. Yeah, just you're fine there. Just yeah. sit in the woods and Don't. look at the green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Soak it in. <laughs> Here, do you want to borrow these? Sp- put those glasses. Oh yeah, you're gonna glasses. love those. When Welcome you're in, to America. When you're in, with those there. When you're in yeah, Humboldt, just, just look through them. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, look up. Oh yeah, it looks like the last. Four days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure. I, I appreciate it. Oh, did I have some questions, Bebo? Just one. Just one question from the oh. chat here. Uh, <laughs> why is your nickname Pudding? Oh, wow. And what kind of pudding are you? Wow. <laughs> What <laughs> getting personal. Uh, yeah. That's obviously yeah, yeah, some yeah. asshole back in. First of all, right. why was that not in my notes beforehand? Right. If, if a guy has a nickname like Pudding, I need to know these yeah. things. We need to add to the list of questions. Do you have, Do any you have a nickname? Yeah. No. How was I Is your to nickname that? Pudding? <laughs> Should be the question. Yeah. And why did you let this question through? What stupid crap do people call you? Why are you, why are you named Pudding? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. I'm sorry. So you know who it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I know exactly Would who it is. Would you rather not answer? No, no, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's not particularly embarrassing. It's, 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 an embarrassing story about it. <laughs> it's, it's not that bad, you know, because you know, my surname is Patton. Okay. And, I see. Um, and so I may have been of a larger stature and may have been called, you know, Patton Pudding. <laughs> I see. It's as simple as that. It's not that fucking <laughs> no, good. No, that's, like, that's not. Uh, our general uh, manager's I'm nickname is Cuddles. That's worse. Yeah, than, than yeah pudding, Cuddles is shit. <laughs> I think that's nice. <laughs> is it worse? <laughs> I think so. It's because he's always wearing those onesies. Yeah, yeah, and he's huge, and he's he's a big guy, but, and he cuddles yeah. a lot, right? And he's yeah, he, he yeah he's cuddly. Yeah. He's very cuddly. It is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> what are you what are you gonna do? <laughs> if you're that cuddly, you're gonna end up with a nickname like Cuddles. There you go. Yeah. Is that the only question, Beaver? 
That's it. That's the best you could come up with. Yeah. Come up try it. Our listeners have gone downhill recently. It's not, it's not your fault. I blame them. All right. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're just going to wrap up a couple of things we've got to do. We're going to talk to our friend Jill from the uh, Pacific Northwest Homebrewers Conference. Is that yes, what it's called? Right. Okay. Uh, we're going to do that when we come back. Dave, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the beer, folks. You can go to akashabrewing.com.au uh, and check it out. You can learn more about the brewery. There's some pictures of the brew house there, which uh, looks awesome. More about the beers themselves. Um, a list of of events so go check them out akashabrewing.com.au if you're headed to sydney anytime soon uh check them out there and uh for those of you australians you're lucky to have them that was some damn good beer so be thankful for these guys all right we'll take a quick break and uh we'll come back uh and talk to jill from the pacific northwest hang in there it's the session Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. It sucked. Does it suck? It sucks. But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's The Session. All right is right. Welcome back to the program. we got a couple things left to do, including reminding you to go download the Beersmith homebrewing software. Go to Beersmith.com right now and check it out. Uh, it does all the things you need it to do and more. A bunch of stuff you didn't even know you needed to do. And he's got a brand new version out right now, too. It looks like he's got a new desktop version there. Beersmith 2.3 is, is ready to go. Whoa. He just keeps going and going with that <laughs> It's thing, all right? good it's shit. Right. Uh, it's such a great uh, product. Go to Beersmith.com. Get your free 21-day trial. You don't have to take our word for it. And... Uh, Check it out. They've been a sponsor for a long time, and we appreciate them. They make the best uh, homebrewing software on the planet, and I mean that. Can't argue with that. They don't even pay me to say that. That's I mean that. All right. So we've got uh, Jill Marilli in the studio with us today. Hi, Jill. Hey, Justin. Jill put on the uh, Pacific Northwest Homebrewers Conference. It, w- it had its first year, uh, well, this year, wasn't it? Was it 2016 or 2015? 2016, yeah. Right, back yeah. in March, huge group of volunteers put it on. It was amazing, man. I just sat back and, you know, had fun. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. But it was a good turnout and a success, your first one? It was ridiculous, beyond all measure, right? Wow. NHC is the place to go and if you can't go to that then some of these regional things are really starting to pop up and, sure. yeah. and ours was ridiculous 325 registered guests 500 people wow we fed. wow yeah, I know. That's a heck of a party, right? That's a lot of people. I throw good parties, man. You, <laughs> it looks like You guys it. went on a cruise, whatever. I know. <laughs> it was that a pretty, was fun, too. It was oh, a that, pretty yeah. big party. That's a different yeah. kind of fun. I, I kind of bummed out missing that one. Yeah, it was good. Um, good stuff. Yeah, so uh, when was the event? Uh, you know, back in the middle February of March. Or so. March no, okay. it was big, middle of okay. March. You know, you're coming out of that winter doldrums. And, uh, yeah. you know, you can't make NHC, but, you know, half the speakers in NHC are from the Pacific Northwest. So. Yeah. Come on down to our party. and What's well, in we'll the heart of the homebrewing season, too, so people can, it it's an easy time to make homebrew. Because you have a competition as well, right? No, actually, we don't. Because it's in the, middle, in the middle of competition season, we're not. No. Right. That's when everyone's sending in first round it's entries. It's true. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So we want them to concentrate on that NHC uh. focus. But we're going to have a little, we're kind of cooking up an idea here about club competition. Oh. You know, same uh. same recipe and then maybe pitch it out to the clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, and then because, you know, this is all about community, right? Oh, jeez. I'm not going 
going anywhere near Uh-oh. that, Jill. <laughs> yes. I'm not, I'm not touching your club competition. I'm touching. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch So it. you're saying we should no win. Inter- <laughs> yeah. No inappropriate. <laughs> hey, no inappropriate touching. Okay. Exactly. Please. Please. All of our touching is inappropriate. They <laughs> no, do like it. <laughs> you know, I remember uh, when I was on the governing committee with the AHA, yeah. and from time to time it would come up about these regional, uh, right. regional um, and mostly they were ideas, people asking them yeah. what they thought. They're all about it. They really liked the idea of, of regional conferences because they can't sort of, you know, do everything every year. Right. And so I know that they were pretty supportive of yours, too, right? Oh, brilliantly so. Yeah. yeah they even they even give us a little bit of a few shackles, oh, cool. if you will, to help support us. Nice. And, you know, what's kind of fun for us, too, is that I even got a phone call a number of months ago from the Midwest Regional Homebrewers Conference. A couple guys oh, had wow. heard about what we had done. Mm-hmm. And then just this past Saturday, they executed a one-day event down there just south of St. Louis, mm-hmm. hugely um, attended, wow. you know, connected with those guys, and I was just tickled pink that they were able to do it, too. That's great. Yeah, I still I still truly believe in the NHC, HA, everything yeah. that they're about, but, you know, traveling sometimes, it's not so easy. Well, and sure. you could do both if, you're, well, if you have that right. much vacation yeah. time, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, if it's local, you can bring beer. You can bring cake beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, participate. Well, yeah, and that was brilliant fun, too, yeah. is just yeah. having club night, even locally, having to reason yeah. to get together. So what happens at your fest, at your event? Uh, it's really similar to NHC. Okay. You know, we have speakers throughout the day and a half. We okay. have a pro night and then a club night. Nice. It finishes us off and definitely last year it really finished off a few people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so your club night is Saturday night. It's like the exactly. last, okay. it's the last event. It's the last hurrah, right? And then hopefully some everyone travels home Sunday safely. So yeah, what yeah. was fun too is the, the hotel there that sponsored us in Vancouver. Um, well, they didn't sponsor us, but the, the hotel in Vancouver, Washington, too, mm-hmm. they were really open to it, shockingly so. I thought they'd think we'd be a bunch of drunks. And they were very quick to give us an offer to come back. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. And we were going to do it every other year. And what we did is um, we'll, we'll, we'll land on this. So let's do this two years in a row. Yeah. And then we'll switch to an every other year format. Because yeah. I think, you know, people, you can only go so many times, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, this first year, unfortunately, we conflicted with that whole uh, cruise Situation, and we're really hoping that you guys will join us this next March 17th and 18th in 2017. And you know, you know that Jill the Thrill and Tasty have always had a little special connection. So, you know, yeah. hey, whether, hey, hey. whether you like it or not, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really hopeful, Tasty. I really invite you. I hope you'll come and oh, do I'll a come. session and and share your love oh, and your love joy. Because there's really no guy better than a good coach and a good friend to homebrewing than all of you guys. Well, and especially you know, Tasty. Tasty has that special touch. He does. He does You mean the low hug? We're off the tracks. <laughs> No, no, no. Remember, it's the reach around under boob grab. (laughs) Wow, that's a new move. More specific. Tasty. Uh, Wait, did you just ask Tasty to speak at the event? I would be very grateful if he would come and and, uh, do a session. I I could do that for sure. That's cool. I'd love to to do that. Thank you, Tasty. What are the dates? It's it's in March again? Yeah, March. 17th and 18th. And so that's a Friday, Saturday? Exactly. I like like that he memorized that already. That means my birthday is on Thursday then. You're March 16th? Yep. Okay, everybody write that down, please. Beardy, I think we're on a, another cruise. Uh, really? Is it the can we same be? weekend? No, I'm no. fucking with you. We're not going on a you cruise. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not you yet got me anyway. all excited. But you, they made a better offer. Yeah. 
you know, I'm like that way too. I'm oh, just, honey, like, I'll give you. Pencil an me offer. in. <laughs> I'll give you an offer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have you put this right. together? All right. So now there. another reason to go. Tasty will be. Did you just accept? I'm accepting. Yes, I'll Tasty be there. Tasty will be speaking uh, at this wedding wow. about uh, Pacific Northwest Some Homebrew. minor beer thing. Okay. Have you put the feelers out for a cruise yet? Yeah. Yeah. I ready for those. I don't think we're ever getting invited back. I heard. Really? We did nothing wrong. Ish. I agree. But look. So did they see how we were dressed? I know. Did they watch the video? Uh, Maybe you upstaged them on We classed the place up. I have a feeling that it's not what they expected oh. out of us. Oh. Um, we were fine. I'm just saying. Uh, to what they want. It's because we yelled at the... At the karaoke guys, isn't it? Oh, it could be because we got in a fight with the oh, karaoke you guys. guys. Right. Mind it, that Wait a minute, Beardy, you said it. you classed the joint up. What cruise line were you on? Like the train wreck cruise? Or yes. Essentially, yes. Yes. <laughs> we had embroidered dinner jackets. Thank you. With the Shut Brewing the Network door. Yacht Club. They were oh, white. Yeah. That's right. White dinner jackets that, matched, so our, yeah. that fact, matched our tank tops, socks. If you're lucky, we'll wear them on club night at the Pacific oh, Northwest Home Brewers Conference. I'm touched in a special place. I won't tell you where. Well, wait till you see the shorts. Yeah. Oh. You won't be as excited. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's if, a fact. You wear the right color if any one of us gets excited, you'll know it. <laughs> you know, one thing I got to say, just because I know the listeners are across everywhere, right? Yeah. It's Pacific Northwest, because we, we focus on that area of the country, but certainly that's not our exclusivity of who gets to come. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, registration will pop up in December. Check pnwhc.com. Check it out. But uh, yeah, we might need to check your guys' registration just a little bit. It's probably a good idea. I'm thinking. We might need to drive the RV up, Beardy. We might need oh. to make a road trip out of it. Yeah, that could happen. Beardy. Because Look, I would even consider going. I love the Pacific Northwest. See? And you oh. love RVs. Right. I don't hate RVs. That's where you first saw your first double we'll wide. We'll take my RV. It's a little better. <laughs> yeah, but girls. We can caravan RVs. Oh, wow. Two RVs. Yeah. And girls watch out for girls. You can stay at the house with the baby. BN1 yeah. and BN2. <laughs> Oh, Lord save us. Oh, we might have to change license plates, Doc. We might have to get you a BN Army 2 custom license plate for the wagon. Dear Lord. (laughs) You know, it is shorter than yours. Uh, Yeah. It's it's, it's smaller. As as we've heard. But short bus bus is taken. I'm going to do you a favor. Yeah. Stop talking. (laughs) I'm going to have to find religion after that. That's why he drives a Hummer. (laughs) You might. You can go to pnwhc.com and get more information about the homebrew event. And like Jill says, you don't have to be from the Pacific Northwest. No. It's a great place to visit. It's beautiful. You may want to see me. I'll be there. It's going to be at the same hotel. It's in Vancouver, Washington again. It is. Yeah. Just across okay. the river from Portland. So fly into Perfect. Portland, oh, come nice. party in Vancouver, and you, you got lots of stuff to get into trouble with. And then head on up to Seattle and play with some more folks. There we yeah. go. What are you going to talk about, forks. Tasty? No, my God. You've been to Forks. There's nothing there. But, Beardy, we can, go, we can keep going all the way up to Vancouver, yeah, Canada. Canada. Can we, let's just stop well, in uh, at Chuckanut. Yes. Let's just go to Bellingham no, and that, stop there. We can Beardy, do that. I love you, but you got to keep going north because I would say Pacific Northwest is Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and British Columbia because it ain't a party mm. if you don't invite, invite the Canadians. I agree with you. I and the last March, time I was there, they got me wrong. fucked up. They the got Canadians? me so messed up the Dude. last time that I tried to drive my bus with the pop top still open. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, I remember that story. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Those and Canadians. I don't mean I drove it that night drunk. I mean I woke up the next day, <laughs> oh, right. brushed my teeth, and started driving. <laughs> and a construction worker at the freeway on ramp was like pointing and laughing at me, and like, was, like, was like, "Bro, you, you should be used to that." Yeah, <laughs> I was. That's why at first yeah. I just like was waving. Right. And then that's when he was like, "No, dude, your 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 top is up." Friendly Canadians. Yeah. Wait, that's my time. Well, I think... I figure by March we'll all be Canadians. That's true. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we'll see tomorrow. <laughs> Good we'll call. just keep going. Okay, Good call. keep drinking, people. <laughs> all right, we are going to get out of here, but go to pnwhc.com. That's the Pacific Northwest Homebrewers Conference, and you can get all the information you need. Um, it's coming up quick. God, March it seems like it's so close. Mm, it's tomorrow, uh, I swear. God. Yeah. Damn Next it. month they go on sale. Yeah, Put in for your time off now, Beardy. I'm almost 31. Shit. Oh, Beardy, let's shut up. Uh, you Beardy. old farts. You are such Beardy, a baby. Beardy, if I'd been a tramp in high school, you would have been my kid. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he wouldn't have been mine. Yeah. Wink, wink. Wink, wow. wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. I don't know. You're Thanks, welcome. Guys. Thank you. And thank you to Adam and Eve uh, for supporting our program. You can oh, really? go. Did Tasty and, and I get samples? Uh, the, I could oh, yeah. Probably, you get free gifts. Oh, the, you did get free gifts. Ten like, free gifts. You mean like a free Power O vibrating ring? I'd be done. The Power O's back? The Power O is back. Whoa. I, I actually, I don't know. Is this the right copy? Yeah, no. The Power O's never left, but the Power O replaced the. C bumper. Oh, that's right. Oh, the clip bumper. The clip bumper. <laughs> Perhaps. That's a good product. The C bumper. The C bumper. <laughs> it's like the name of a fishing boat. The C word. I think it's a We're fish. We're going part. out on the, the C bumper, bumper to catch us some bass. <laughs> Could you toss out the C bumper? Stop it. It's a fish lure. Uh, Bring home some food. Take the C bumper. Time to bump the C. Gets you there every time. All reliable. All reliable. C bumper. <laughs> catch a marlin. Can't use just so two. I provide you with so much material. Uh, I'm, I only leave the RV for the C bumper. <laughs> All right. Go to adamandeve.com right now. You can use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. You get 50% off almost any item. Three free DVDs, free Power O vibrating ring, and free shipping. Um, so too much. Select, just go to, go to adamandeve.com, select any one item. It uh, could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything else you desire. Uh, and then enter nice. coupon code BNARMY at checkout for your 50% off almost any item, three free DVDs, free Power O vibrating ring, and free shipping, Jill. Whoa. Bonus. Yeah. Coupon oh my code. God oh, hell yeah. It's this is God's work. Yeah. What, is, what does O stand for? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the sea bumper. Jill the thrill. It's a carnival ride. It sounds like a carnival what ride. The right? power right. O bumper. <laughs> the power O of the sea bumper. Mommy, I want to ride the sea. You must bumper. be this long to ride. <laughs> Do you have the right ticket? <laughs> Oh my god. Just stop it. Honey, the, honey the C bumper is four tickets. We only have two left. Are you the right height? Well, get me halfway there then, okay? Yeah. You're under the markers. You're not the right length. Yeah. You can't ride the C bumper. 
You're not the right length, son. Uh, In Russia, the sea bumper rides you. <laughs> That's right. I got to go home and shower. All right. Uh, I think we've done everything I was supposed to do. Uh, Bruce Strong is recording tomorrow. Is that right? So you can do, get some live Bruce Strong. Tomorrow's a Tuesday. No, I don't think so. Tomorrow at noon. It's on the calendar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Thank yes. you. Uh, <laughs> you need to be check here. Check out all of our shows here on the Brewing Network. Uh, of course, there's uh, Dr. Homebrew, and there's uh, uh, Brewing with Style, Tasty, and Jamil's show. Oh, uh, we love that show. The Sour Hour is recording this week on Wednesday. Oh, oh Wednesday. Uh, another nice. live one with, uh, I believe, Yazoo yeah. Brewery is Yazoo. on the program, and they're, wow. they're a great brewery. They always have great guests on that show. They do. I know. People must like Jay. People do like Jay. <laughs> to go on his show. I don't know why. Huh. He's but. a very nice person. He is a very nice man. I don't know about that. Have you met Jay? Possibly too nice. He, uh, the other one's nice. Uh, yeah, tall Alex. Alex is nice. They're both nice. The information's so good, guys. Nice. Get it yeah, real. Uh, okay, maybe not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's the best show ever. Oh, this great, so, two great guys. On podcasting. So, of all um, podcasts. Of all pod, it's the best show in podcasting. Uh, so check out all of our shows. We'll be back next week with uh, Dave Marley of Oh, uh, Dave will be back. Excellent. Yeah. He survived Mar- his bike ride? Marley of Yes, apparently. <laughs> Although he's riding down to San Diego right now or something. And there's oh. a whole other bike ride happening. Hopefully Dave's oh. with us. He's bringing beer that they spit in and beer that they brewed while camping on a motorcycle and all sorts of weird they, shit. They like, contained it in a uh, gasoline okay. container. Yeah. I don't, it was like a whole. Is there a raccoon penis in it? Uh, There could be. Ew. We'll find out next week. Uh, So Dave will be on. um, And then what's the week after that? I think we got a Brewlosophy show coming on after that. So lots Uh, of great stuff happening here at the BN the next couple weeks. Thanks again to Akasha Brewing Company for uh, flying all the way out from Australia to to do the show. That's hardcore right there, folks. Take take note, you brewers who do call-ins. And um, oh, also thanks to Sean Paxson. You go to homebrewchef.com. Check out his brand new online cookbook, Chef's Table. It's worth checking out. It's really awesome, actually. We're not blowing smoke up your ass here. So, check it all out. We'll see you next time. He's as great as his charity.